Hello, lazy, ladies, lazies. <laughs> well, hello. Hello, ladies and gentlemen and in-betweeners. I am your hostess with the mostest here, Alexander Rodriguez, for On The Rocks Radio Show, where celebrities and cocktails mix, and we have vodka and wine tonight, just letting you know. Tonight, the Fosters, Queers Folk, and Golden Girls fans unite because we welcome actor, director, writer, producer, Peter Page, and writer-director, you couldn't add more, uh, Stan Zimmerman, to address the Golden Girls rumors. It's not a reboot. I, I know, Stan. We're going to talk about that. Also joining us is our resident pop culture expert, model musician Stephen Daler, with our guest co-host, actor and deviant Michael Vega. Let the drinks begin. Whoop, whoop. Thank you for being Life is a banquet, and most poor suckers are starving to death. I'd like to propose a toast. This is On The Rocks with Alexander, coming at you from Sunset Gower Studios in the heart of Hollywood, where I drink with your favorite celebrities, and we talk about fashion, entertainment, pop culture, reality TV, and, and that's about it. So pop a court, pour a glass, lean back, and enjoy On The Rocks, every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on Universal Broadcasting Network. Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. What's that Wawa for? Maybe Wawa for your outfit. Uh, tonight we have a new sponsor. It's a men's deodorant called Fire and Fury. We're so excited. <laughs> tonight there's not enough time to pray the gay way. Uh, so sorry to our straight listeners. We love you. Uh, you know, it's all about diversity here. Two of my favorite worlds collide tonight. Queer as folk and the Golden Girls. If Patty Lapone and Mr. Spock showed up, uh, I would die and go to heaven. It would just be that good. Um, hello to our listeners around the nation on iHeartRadio, Universal Broadcasting Network, Player FM, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Satchel, iTunes, and of course we are Facebook Live on Hillcrest Social in San Diego, True FM in Ohio, Hello Overalls, uh, and nationally on Reverie Network, your LGBT streaming version of Netflix, and we are now live streaming on Bear World Magazine. Rawr! <laughs> Check out uh, Bear World Magazine every week for my interviews, my movie reviews. Uh, you know, I don't throw any punches with those. Um, I've also started a new column on Mondays, uh, Monday News Movie News Mondays. I don't even know the name of my own segment. <laughs> um, and this week, is it's a lot of fun. Uh, so go to BearWorldMagazine.com or Facebook. Uh, Mama Rose is visiting us in studio. She drove up to OC to see Mr. Peter Page and, of course, Stan to say hello. Um, but she's still be in the chat room answering your questions, but uh, she's already had her vodka, so <laughs> Lord knows. Um, Tony, thank you for joining us today. Do you, want, do you know how to use a mic? You're just owner of the station is all. <laughs> You want advice, but I have none today. Okay, tell us about your weekend. You went to the Sequoia. I went to Sequoia National and, Park. It was and, fun. And you went with a boy. I did. We had a great time. We had a great time. In the oh, woods. Wait a second. In the I woods. got a whole yeah. story about it. <laughs> I've like been Kevin. taking these journeys by Kevin. myself. That was the first. I've been really. I know. It's been me time. Don't believe it. And all of a sudden, it was my a, first time a hooker to take in the Chevrolet. <laughs> did you was. notice? It was only twenty five bucks too. <laughs> what date? What date was? Oh, wow. The hooker or the Chevrolet? What date was this? This is date number one, two, three, one. You took there someone there on a first yeah. date? I asked him, I'm to like, the I'm woods? going, do you want to go? And he what said, yeah. man says, yes, take me to the woods where there's nobody. <laughs> totally. he, he did say he was a little worried about that. Yeah. So. I mean, you already look creepy with like yeah. the pale face and yeah. like the outfits. Yeah. I don't well, know. That's what the Indians used Was it them. daylight? Yes, it was. It was like twilight. His skin started to shine. At first, it was daylight. So. <laughs> uh. um, just real fast. This week, I was introduced to the phenomena that I was totes unaware of. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard about it. ASMR video. 
Number one, I didn't know what ASMR is, but a lot of celebrities actually suffer from it. Had no clue there was this whole thing, movement going. Videos get millions and millions of hits. ASMR is autonomous sensory meridian response. It's a tingling sensation that people get and a feeling of euphoria, much like an orgasm. And the triggers are people watching other people eat, uh, when they do mundane tasks like fold laundry. Molly Shannon had it happen to her when they were looking at her bag at the TSA. She had that moment of uh, ASMR. And the most ridiculous one is eat food. I die because I can't stand to hear people chew. Me either. Which is an actual disorder. Yes. yes. I yes. Heard that. But the biggest trick are... Me too. Oh, you have it? it? I can't stand and I can hear people eat. No, no. People word. love it. Oh, no. Really? I've heard yeah. people hate it. Oh, no, no. That, they know. say if you hate it, that means you're very intelligent. I am so intelligent. <laughs> there there is an smart. ointment for that tingle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know very well. <laughs> and it's a sponsor for the show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so this woman, I came across this video, and we have to play a little bit, but the biggest trigger is when people whisper which drives me insane because you hear that. So just play a little bit of it. These videos have millions and millions of views, and this woman does it in her kitchen oh, in I Texas. Saw the pickle, yes. yeah. oh, oh, with the pickle, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this is not it. whispering. Oh, ew. No, no, listen. Oh, uh, stop it. It's supposed to relax you. I'm leaving. Yeah. <laughs> Fast forward to the pickle oh, no. eating. Oh, no. And she taps the pickle. I've Look seen at, this so many times. Yeah. It definitely blew up this last week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This woman, though. Go, yeah. <laughs> oh, That's my God. She, okay, 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 stop it. I, I, and I, she'll get a I, show on NBC before <laughs> I do. How is that possible? That's so true. <laughs> Logo. <laughs> there, there is a, a, a beloved writer in my writer's room who is like nothing but popcorn and pirate's booty. And no, literally, no. Every, all, this is me the whole time. I please, no. I can't. I just set some rules, like, Peter Page. And I'm, I well, I do. I'm like, and I try, and I try to be cool. I'm like the You're nice so boss. Nice. I try yeah. to be cool and chill, and then finally, I'm like, wait, turn the mouth closed. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> What was the pitch? I'm sorry. Next week on The Fosters. <laughs> anyway, but this literally, I said, I am not. I can't watch this. And I ended up watching almost all her videos until like 2.30 in the morning because she eats crab legs. And then she puts on makeup and she talks like that. And then she eats gumdrops. Anyway, so go go look her up. Um, she's a nice lady. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, this she's, last she's found interesting ways to turn people on. Th that's it. And can you imagine how much money for doing that? If I could record my eating, poof, well, I'd, I'd have a mini series. You noticed the pickle label was faced towards the camera. Yes. Yeah. Vlasics. She, yep. She knows what she's doing. Yeah. Uh -huh. She good. There'll be a product tie-in in no time. Um, I want to <laughs> give a big thank you. This last week, I performed at Main Street Cabaret and Bar, Laguna Beach. There's a picture of me. It was a very intimate version of my show, Stands in Room, and you've seen my show. Oh, look who's at the piano, my mom. Because yeah. it was in Orange County where I was born and raised, so she played the piano. Um, thank you to Main Street no. Bar. Uh, Peggy Perkins is the organizer there. But I just have to say, you know, we've all performed at strange places. <laughs> this was a bar full of people that were drinking and talking. Literally, and I'm trying to be all emotional. I was singing No One Is Alone. I was singing Judy Garland. Nobody cared. Nobody cared. I was at the Main Street actually three weeks ago. Oh, you were? Yes. Oh, your number was still on the on, on the wall? On the yeah, stall. So yeah. That's I'm getting all those calls. Okay. Yeah. Okay, but you see, it's nice. like a small little Very bar. Small, yeah. Yes. I missed the Boom Boom Room down there. That's, oh, that's that the one. Cool. The Main Street. That's 
that's the one right across from the yeah, 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 still yeah, kicking. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. more straight people than there are gay people, and nobody cared that I was there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought I was all the rage. Um, <laughs> Your mom did. Yes. Your mom. Wait, cared. Was another day gig? <laughs> oh. No. How dare you, Stephen Taylor? It was the evening. See the evening lighting. You should have done some Skinner or Bon Jovi or something. I could have burped on <laughs> literally. It was just. It, it was that. Some Skinner or yeah. Bon Jovi in yeah, the gay. Exactly. The only gay bar in Laguna. Wait, wait, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of straight people there. So and they weren't even listening. Going with that. But you know a bad or I mean I did great, but <laughs> but you know like an audience, the first like the first five minutes, you know the ride you're gonna have. Well, you know how many audiences have, have you performed for? Um and you just know, hey, it's gonna be a bumpy ride or oh god, woof. Yeah. Um anyway, coming up though, <laughs> on the rocks out and about, uh, Palm Springs LGBT uh film festival. I will be on hand uh September twenty first to the twenty fourth. I am the official MC. Uh, I'm gonna be doing questions and answers in the lobby for the films, and I'll be after uh, the after party. In fact, uh, we're showing Gail uh, Harold's film, um, and I'm not sure if he's going to be there. So come see me. I'll be chatting up the and lobby we're live where? streaming. Lobby? At the theater that it's at. I haven't gotten all the I haven't gotten all the details. Okay. <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> it'll be at a pickle girl. It'll be at Seven Eleven on the corner of. It's at a theater with seats, Stan. Okay. It's adjacent. <laughs> yeah. Not the kind of theaters that you frequent, sir. <laughs> Hi, Fred Willard. Um, also, come visit me at Palm Springs Pride. I will be on the main stage for three days. I'm going to be there for eight hours, three days, uh, right by the bars. Um, if you want to perform at Palm Springs Pride, send me an email info at onthorocksradioshow.com. Can I just pass you a note? It's like November, so there's plenty yeah, of time. It's, it's a while from now, right? Can you it's be like more specific pride. about performance? But the cutoff for performers, like if you're a comedian, oh, if you're okay. a musical act, um, spoken word, and just know I'll be introducing you. <laughs> um, coming up with the show, we have a lot of fun coming your way. We have uh, from Ray Donovan, uh, we have co-star Michael McGrady, Parks and Recreation, Jim O'Hare, who's in the new film, uh, Lucky Logan, with Daniel Craig and Channing Tatum. Um, and so he's really done well from being in Parks and Recreation and so he's coming back to the show. And Mindy Sterling. And, uh, I'm getting okay. there, Stan. Okay. Oh, God, here we go. Oh, he starts to get go. pushy after a little <laughs> vodka. <laughs> Just <laughs> um, wait. Yes. <laughs> Emmy nominee uh, Mindy Sterling. Of course, we love her from Austin Powers and so many things. Telefilm, Sex and Execs, where she got the nomination, which Stan uh, uh, directed. Also, aren't you bringing... Hello, uh, aren't you bringing yeah. Melissa Peterman and Marissa Jenner? I am. Yeah. I love Sharon. Melissa Peterman. Yeah, so we are starting rehearsal soon for a new play by Justin Tanner, who wrote Pot Mom and Voice Lessons. And we're going to be at the Dory Theater September 14th through October 1st. 15 shows only. And so you guys are taking over on the rocks, and we're just going to have a gay old time. There you go. Also, don't forget Marianne from Gilligan's Island. She's still kicking. She's still looking <laughs> for that island. Um, she's on the horizon as well. We better hurry up with that one. Uh, oh, <laughs> returning wow. to the show. No, I lo- she looks amazing, by the way. She hasn't doesn't seem like she's had a lot of work, and she's fun. I've heard that she's a lot of fun. She's done other shows here, right? Yeah. I hope she's ready. Uh, returning to the show is my evil twin sister, actor, nightlife, uh, contributant. I made that word up, by the way. Contrib- I, I love typing. that. Contributant. I'm stealing I'm going to put that on a t-shirt. Awesome. Yes. I'm a, Trademark I stand. <laughs> yes. I want like a co-writing if you ever okay. use that word. Just that word. T-A-U-N-T. Family show. P.S. What happened? You told me you had a black eye, but you don't. No, that was the last time I was hit. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know. I have. I have a face that people only, just love. People just love to, to hit. hit. Yeah. You got yeah. hit. I got hit. Where? Well, accidentally, he was sort of flailing. I was trying to be a hero and stop him. Was it me? <laughs> it was exactly. <laughs> Could have been. After the fourth vodka cranberry with cherries, 
Fourth. That's silly. Um, he was just, <laughs> Don't underestimate well, me, sweetie. He was just, I was just trying to stop him, and he was flailing and smacked me in the lip, and I've cleverly covered it, so, you know, you probably didn't notice. No, but, it looks no, good. You. you look so so vibrant. It, it's, yeah. Um, so you've done a number of shows in uh, Los Angeles, San Francisco, New York. Stage pictures keep surfacing. I found this one. What is what? happening here? I thought that was a picture from. <laughs> I thought this was a picture from your birthday party, but it's it's from a play. What is happening here, sir? That is that was written by a friend of mine, Joe Godfrey, and uh, it's a version of a Christmas Carol called A Queer Carol. <laughs> okay, now, it's been done. Thus, like, no it's shirts. Done all over all in a lot of gay theaters. That's at the New Conservatory Theater in San Francisco, and I am Jacob Marley, but that is his ghost that oh, comes. But- so those are like his chains that come. Yeah, well, I <laughs> finish your sentence. God bless us, everyone. <laughs> so I'm one of the ghosts that, that come to visit uh, uh, Scrooge and just to tell him, you know, you're fuck up and, you know, and uh, yeah, and those are all the demons that are around me and I'm all clad in leather and, you know, hooked up to a mic like Madonna and it's this booming voice over the theater and it's, it's really sexy and... Uh, yeah, I would actually like job. to see that. Yeah. Yeah, was... all right. When's the musical version coming out? <laughs> there was actually music in this. Oh, good. Because the next picture I have, you singing. Now, we've talked about your singing because you're mm. so afraid to sing, but we know you can do it. I'm not and afraid. I want to talk. Um, I'm... Peter Page, do, do you sing at all? I've I've done a few musicals. You're a good man, Charlie Brown, right? I did. You're right. That was one of my first big professional jobs. I can still quote the Boston Globe review of my performance. (laughs) (laughs) What part? Page has only a serviceable singing voice, (laughs) but he simply became Snoopy. Thank you, Anthony Tomasino. Thank you very much. I still remember thirty years later. We should do a revival. I did your Good Man Charlie Brown at the Roxy in Hollywood for a (laughs) year. Wow. wow. Woof. It was their daytime family series that they tried to make happen. Yeah. And I played Charlie Brown. How old Aww. were you? Um, Last year. <laughs> it could have been. <laughs> wah, wah. Um, I think it was like two years after college, but we did it for a whole year. <laughs> My, I'm bitter because this was the year before the revival that went to Broadway. We were supposed to have oh. a big run. We were, we were out of town Boston. We were going to Chicago. We were going to San Francisco. Show died. Just died. Oh, don't, no. Don't open a show in Boston at Christmas that isn't the Nutcracker or a Christmas Carol. Just don't do it. Or the, or the, the, the gay version. Or the gay version. I'm actually singing Helen Reddy's I Am Woman right there. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Which is in that musical. <laughs> <laughs> that explains the tight pants. I am pants. woman, hear me roar. <laughs> oh, there we go. Oh, look. Um, a little bit of Transformation Tuesday. I have... I snagged a pic. I am the like. I will do my research. I snagged a picture of you in your overalls. How old were you? <laughs> I'm such a stalker. Sorry, Wait. Peter Page. You're gonna be like. <laughs> so my sister. Restraining order. I'm four years apart from my sister, so she must be two or three there. So I must be, what, you know, six or seven. So which one are you? The one on the left or the right? I'm the one. With the, I'm the one with the bob. Yes. <laughs> and no. you still wear overalls, by the way. <laughs> well, not I've very differently that. now. Yeah, I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> Usually orange with numbers. <laughs> uh, also returning to the show, we have our resident pop culture uh, expert, one of my favorite people. Uh, not that you're not Michael Fagan. I beat you. You're Run- another favorite person. <laughs> <laughs> Runway and print model, Stephen Daly. Uh, Daly? Da- Daly. Good friend of yours. Yes. Um, real, real, real close. Yeah, yeah real close, girl. <laughs> um, our man crush every day. You know how it's man crush Monday is Man Crush Every Day. Um, 
How is your fitness instruction going? It's going. It's going well. It's going well. I'm really excited. The, we actually got a lease for the official uh, studio that we're gonna have the the main studio because right now we have a pop up um, that we've had since last December. Um, we're planning to have a soft opening this December and hopefully have the official the a grand hard opening. opening. But, yeah, <laughs> a good hard opening in January. You know, get ready for all those New Year resolutionists. We should do like a on the rocks thing, like get me fit for the new year. Yeah. Let's do it. New I'll Year's be- resolution, right there. <laughs> you, <literally>, you <laughs> regretted saying that before it was all <laughs> the way out of like, your mouth. Wait, what did I do? Like, day two, ah. the end. Yeah, exactly. My reaction was like, yeah, that's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's called The Wall. And the, yeah. the funny story is yeah. your first time doing it, you were sick to death, right? Yeah, yeah my first time actually teaching, uh, like instructing the class, right right before, 30 minutes before class, uh, I had the onset of uh, food poisoning. <laughs> and I just was like, I really don't feel good. Threw up. And I was like, I can't cancel this class. It's literally like my debut class. I've been promoting it and taught the class halfway through it. I was just like, come on, guys, just do 12 more reps of this. I'll be right back. And they ran to the bathroom, blah, came back and then finished the class off. Had to do the instructor, like the bike thing and everything like that. Went home and then just threw my and, brains out. And your bangs didn't even move, did they? <laughs> no. Nope. The show must I, go I, on. I have a permanent Beyonce fan right there going for me. <laughs> I'm convinced you like staple it in or you like you snap it in in the morning because it's, it's, it's just my, my, too much. My lace front? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so summer's ending. What are you going to be doing? What are you going to wear? Because you can't just wear Speedos and like underwear well, everywhere. My idea of layers is wearing two tank tops. Um, <laughs> so that's my, usually what the plan is. Are you kidding me? It's going to be it's gonna be hot like this until November. It's like that all every, every time. And we have like three, what is it? January is when it gets cold. Yeah. Yeah. Now when, you in, when you're fitness instructing, do you have to work out besides that? Or is that like your workout for the day? Uh, I'll work out in the morning, um, but it'll be like, cause I do like two, two workouts. So my, that'll be like my workout. If I do it, if I teach in the evening, if I teach out, teach in the morning, I won't do like another one on top of that. That'll just take the place of that workout. But I like walk to the mailbox and I think I'm done. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> like my every third day, workout. two workouts? Uh, not every day. Uh, five days a week, I'd say. Yeah. Oh That's too much two time for it's me. It's not that much time though. I only go, I go 40 minutes, 45 minutes in the evening, 35 Forty minutes in that. Oh, night. that's not too so bad. So it's like it's like an hour and a half total throughout the day. It's just it's just the consistency that you know it keeps your heart rate up. It's I, th- I actually think it's better to go t- more often Short for less sprints. amount of time because it's better for your heart rate and keeps that metabolism going. And you don't die of boredom. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you're I, there for a I, while, I and I'm the type of person where I, I look like a mean person at the gym, <laughs> I'll just get like my hat on, my earphones in, and I'm just like tunnel vision. Don't look at me. I'm working out. <laughs> um, you know, I'm obsessed with all your romance. Oh my god, cover. I saw two more last week. <laughs> well, I have one. So every time he's on, there's usually like a new romance novel he's been on, and yeah. the covers are so out of control. They're, they're hilarious. Yeah. So, so this one is called The Outskirts. <laughs> Ironically, that's what he was wearing just yeah. before the shoot. <laughs> <laughs> I was wearing a few skirts that day. Yeah. Uh, okay, so the, the description for this one is Sawyer wants a life of her own. <laughs> Not the voice. Sawyer. Finn wants to forget he ever had one. After a tragedy, Finn Hollis escapes into the swamp to be alone. <laughs> this is how they're selling the book. It's into the swamp. That is until Sawyer Dixon shows up, all scorching hot innocence, claiming she owns the land less than 50 feet from his front door. Sawyer gets under his skin, but even worse, she makes him want things. Things Finn hasn't wanted in a very, very long time. They put very in twice. <laughs> Finn wants Sawyer gone almost as much as he wants her in his bed. 
in a swap. I'm so annoyed that Sawyer is a girl. <laughs> yes. I was really excited for a second I go, there. I go, it goes back and forth. I've done yeah. it. A gay romance novel is very popular right now, too. So it's it's it, you never know what, what it ends yeah. up being. Because I just do stock images. So it's like almost like residual. And they so, change your partners out. Hi, like with you're going to end up you're going to end up like a Trump bot. Have, did you guys see that this week? No. That, no. that they've tracked the Trump bot that Trump retweeted this black girl who who was a, a fan. They were like, "Oh, that's a stock photo model." Oh, that's yeah. a stock photo it's, model. It's like half of his followers aren't and real. Yes. Yeah. Well, we knew that. And, well, duh. Yeah. And and the others are unreal. They're like, but you just be careful. You need to put. I'm. I will. You cannot use me as a Trump supporter right. in your contract. Well, fortunately, the photographer he does. Whenever he releases the images, he has like watermarks going all over. So, so the only, you'll either get it like that, where it's like the book cover itself, or right. the image. If it's not there, it has. Co it's covered in watermarks. Oh, so cool. it's no way that people can just. It makes sense, it. though. I think Trump is trying to do your hair thing because it's you know it's like <laughs> the don't sweet. you ever. Wow. <laughs> he's trying. I'm saying that he's trying. The oh, shade. Lord. shade and failing misery. Yeah. <laughs> mm -mm. Right. I'm supposed to provide the shade moment for this week. Well, here, well, <laughs> here you I, go. I need to remind you. So to start the show, we look at our pop culture review. Stephen Deller, take it away. We all have to comment and 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 contribute. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> Pardon me. <laughs> on the Rocks is proud to present Pop on the Rocks, your daily dose of Daler with your host Stephen Daler, bringing us the latest dish in pop culture. Take it away, Stephen. I'll be in the corner drinking. Ah, uh, that's where you got daily for my last name. Your daily dose. Daily dose. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's yes. a tongue twister. So I'm, you know, I'll hold it against you. Um, all right. So first on our list, uh, so Will and Grace is they're having their first filming tomorrow. So I thought I'd bring them up. Um, they actually just announced that they are getting they're being brought back for two more seasons. It's not just one, 13 episodes each season. And uh, the big question was what what, what are they going to do with the finale? You know, that's like Cause it was but, so awkward and sad. Yeah, because well, they the, they ended the show. You know, when you make a finale like that, you don't plan to have the series come back. You know, six feet under the reboot. <laughs> <laughs> so um, they're actually just going to ignore the finale. What they're going to do with it? I I would assume probably like some something corny, like make it a dream or something. I don't know. Or I, just ignore it. Maybe they'll just completely the way ignore gay it. people do. Yeah, ignore things. Yeah, uh, Harry Connick Jr. is going to come back. Prize's role. He'll be Grace's ex-husband. Um, there'll be no falling out with Will. Karen will be back in her mansion. Sans Rosario, though. She's, she's not. Sad. Yeah, she's, she's very sick. Sad. She's very yeah. ill. That's why you, you, can, you knew that when she was in the wheelchair. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Jack is back living in the apartment complex with his, you know, just Jack. But I think it's going to be called something else now. But... <laughs> Are you excited? I should be the new Rosario, by the way. <laughs> Just like hit me, I'm like, I could totally do that. People wouldn't even notice the difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, 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 or she should have like a really, or she should have like a really hot like uh, uh, pool boy. That's what I said. <laughs> you don't have to laugh that much. <laughs> okay. That was maniacal. That was a good word, by the way. <clears throat> maniacal. I know you're on. You're on. You're with the words today. It, it won't last long. <laughs> yeah. yeah you drink up. Drink yeah. up. Um, but yeah, everyone's very excited about that. I'm actually really jealous of my friends going to the viewing tomorrow because I've always wanted to. Well, actually, back the viewing. When, the view. The viewing. I, I'm already waiting. At a dead I'm really body. excited. Reviews for the viewing. are in. Yeah, yeah. The viewing. I guess. Well, filming. The taping. Filming. The viewing. Yeah. Viewing, viewing is for dead people. Oh, come on. Right. <laughs> but um, all right. Next on our list um, is Chris Pratt and Anna Faris. Oh, split. So sad. Uh, they split after eight years. So, you know, lo true love is not real, I guess, apparently. I, I have an they announcement. 
It was because you. you. Yeah, it's me. And Chris. Yeah. <laughs> that was the second yeah. day. Wait, well, you know what? There are, people are already trying to find someone to blame, and they're blaming Jennifer Lawrence because uh, of the movie that they oh did together. God, and it's like the movie was on. wasn't that movie like a couple years ago? I yes, mean, and she always looks constipated. It's not her. <laughs> I really wanted to make a movie with them, so I was really hurt. I wanted to do the oh, Mike it? and Carol Brady story. Wouldn't they have been cute? Oh my the God, that is so uh, good. Yeah. And they looked, and they were so adorable yeah. together. I, it's, it's, I, I don't think there's really any hard feelings. I think the TMZ. Rep- reported that supposedly they just have different differing but family. But for a while though. For a while because they have different family plans. You know, she wants to have more kids and stay uh, committed to one location in Los Angeles. He uh, obviously is becoming a huge star with Marvel and, and movies and Jurassic World and so now he's traveling around, doesn't want to have more kids, so that's just sort of the situation that I, th- I mean, it's bad timing, I guess. That I guess you, I guess like, that seems like a well-handled PR but, angle, but uh, for, uh, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. I, I, let's make, well, it, well, let's well, make well, it up. Well, also, yeah. yeah right. Well, also, um, she's supposed to have like a memoir coming out in a couple months. Uh-uh. Oh, there'll be a few extra <laughs> chapters. So, so now, yeah, we'll There's see. Let's see. Let's, let's, yeah, the, the, it's epilogue. It's supposed to delve into their relationship, so we'll see if that's going to postpone it a little bit, or if it's, I mean, going to give it. It's probably going to give it more attention than anything. Well, so, so Peter, you just announced that you're the reason why. Yeah, so, so we're going to start seeing dinosaurs on the Fosters. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what's going to happen. It's like Dinosaurs. That must be so hard to have a breakup in public like that. I mean, it's hard yeah. enough to have it's it in real Especially ones so loved like them. Yes. They yeah. are such a fun relationship. Everyone loves seeing them on red carpets and everything like that. So, And I, plus then you like, it just hurts your heart because then you look at like John Krasinski and, and Emily Blunt. You're like, who's next? You know, it's just, I know. And last year was Brad and Angie. It's just, I oh, just can't catch a break. These relationships. Uh, uh, Brad and Angelina, I, th- I, th- I that think they'll recover fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, they'll recover fine. The public, not so much. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Um, all right, next on our list is Aaron Carter. He, oh. yeah, Aaron, well, oh, that's not the best. Um, <laughs> no. he, he came out as a bisexual recently. Uh, uh, he actually just uh, recently split from his girlfriend. That's um, a gateway sexuality, by the way. <laughs> yeah, bi- no, it's not. Oh my God, that's Don't such a be joke. so tired no. with uh, your like. Bye is just a stop on the Gay Express. But that's how it used to be. It used to be. Yeah, it was like like you had to pick a a cushion. Bisexuality is now very real. It was definitely a cushion. Yeah, it's definitely real. It definitely was a cushion. And probably for people in the spotlight, some would still feel like they have to use it as a cushion for that. Or maybe maybe he's just doing it out of respect for the fact that he just had a girlfriend. But I think he's also just probably doing it because he has a lot of negative attention right now. Or hasn't DUI sold anything in how long? Or, but maybe he album. is bisexual. Well, did, yeah. How about that crazy yes. notion? Why couldn't he be? Well, we offer no, him Obama, Obama yeah. our it. support. It's, yeah. No, good LGBTQ. He did perform at a Pride recently, too. So, yeah. I mean, I don't think it's really a huge shock. Yeah, I don't think it's a big shock to <laughs> anyone in a boy band. It's not a huge shock. <laughs> he was, that he, they come he, out he wasn't as, in the boy band. That's the little brother. Oh, that's right. Well, what's but he was watching the boy band. Who oh. hangs out oh, with, with the a boy, boy band? band. <laughs> <laughs> you're related to the boy band. <laughs> yeah, but what's boy, with boy the band next, adjacent? What's with all the neck tattoos? Oh, I think it's sexy. You like that? Yeah. You, you like, like a methy kind of. You said it. You said it. Thank you. I love. We can call him methy, but not just gay. Yeah. No, I think tattoos. Are sexy. <laughs> moving on. Yeah, uh, moving on. So you said you had a clip from or trailer yeah, for this. So, so glad. Yeah. Okay. So Robert, Robert Pattinson was recently on Jimmy Kimmel, and uh, he was talking about how in his uh, new movie Good Times that um, he was asked to masturbate a dog because of his um. character, and and and. Uh, 
the, 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 so it, it kind of spiraled out of control in the media. Like the director no. was forcing him to do that and all that stuff. <laughs> There's Tur- a line. Tur- yeah, it turns out, yeah. Tur- well, it turns out that it was just he was just actually just trying to be funny and and make a joke to Jimmy Kimmel. I wouldn't say funny and Rob Pattinson in the same. You know. Well, I guess that's why it got misconstrued. Even Peta was like, you know, supporting Rob and be like, good for you for drawing that line or not abusing the animal. But he was just like, sorry, it was actually just it was just a joke that went <laughs> out of control. <laughs> but I, I could have made it- some Twilight <laughs> jokes, but I'm not gonna. Go oh come on, we can take him. No, no, no. <laughs> I will say Rob Pattinson got a six-minute standing ovation at the Cannes Festival uh, for his performance, and they say that next year he's going to sweep all of the acting awards. Good for him. Really? So they say it's his big comeback, wow. and um, let's actually play a little bit. I just think that if you ever grunge it up, grow hair, and act a little I, greasy, you're going to get an award. Literally, his mm. picture came up, and I thought. Who is that extremely ordinary looking man <laughs> who they're letting star in a movie? That's yeah. literally what I thought. But he is ordinary looking. I never got and the big fascination. He's a type. Uh, what type? Vanilla? <laughs> <laughs> That's a flavor. But let's watch a little bit of the clip because his My accent favorite. goes in and out in, in the trailer. So dramatic. Next? You're incredible. Do you understand? Yeah. I'm serious. You think I could have done that without you standing next to me being strong? Strong, you guys. Are you feeling good as I'm feeling right now? Yeah, I'm cold. You're cold? Yeah. Let's get to Virginia, man. I don't know what he just said. Just keep your head now. Turn around. He's all right. We didn't do it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Get back here. So I told you about my brother, yeah? Something happened. I don't know exactly what. He's been arrested. He's being held at Rikers Island. God, that's awful. Make me queen. Just gotta get him out of there before something bad happens. He could get killed in there. The pure from love. You need another 10 grand. You get another 10 grand, your brother will get out. The truth is Alright, so that's just a little glimpse. Yeah, you barely barely I'm intrigued. Him in I don't understand. He's got to raise money to, to get, get his, his brother, brother out. Because he, he broke a window. His good, brother, I think, has got some mental issues. Good or times, some developmental good issues. times. But where were they <laughs> running from? What was that part? They know? were committing the a crime. The cops were trying to pull him over. They were doing something illegal. His brother ran. Oh, my God. That's trouble. awful. But it is that's awful. No, no, the way she delivered that line was awful. Well, that was Jennifer uh, <laughs> Jason Lee, right? Yeah. She's one of my favorite actresses, by the way. I think she needs that role to, like, boom. You know, because I think she's really talented. What do you guys think? I love her. I oh, worked with her. I love her. She's lovely, lovely human being too. So save your shade. Yeah. Oh, it wasn't oh. shade. It was You've just I... been schooled by Peter Page. <laughs> and, and I will take that with me. To the grave. I will take shade from Peter Page any day. It's good for my complexion. Um. Okay. So that's yes. not shade. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> so to reiterate, he did not. He was not asked to drink. He did not. He didn't masturbate the dog. Ma- no, yeah, did uh, not. Did the not dog do was that. like, oh, I could have <laughs> been a contender. <laughs> that was his, that was his one step into the door. Um, all I right. kept thinking about the doggy door. <laughs> so many puns. But wasn't that in the script when he read it? So it was just a joke. No, I think. Well, I don't even know. Well, I think it might have just just been a joke. I think that the the character might have have some sort of relations with dogs or something in the script I have no idea I don't know he just said it was just like he was trying to make a joke about it and it went out of control and it was he had this whole apology thing and he was just trying to he said it was just trying to make Jimmy Kimmel laugh 
And this is what you get. This is yeah. what you get. Don't, so don't try to make Jimmy Kimmel laugh. Yeah, this is what we've learned. It's hard, <laughs> yeah. but I can imagine it's hard to be on a talk show. And Peter, you've given so many interviews. It must be so hard to keep having to, you know, bring it. And then if you're a dramatic actor, to have to be funny, like on a Jimmy Kimmel show, it must be hard to bring stories. It like is that. stressful. I will say, you're like, you really are like, and I've done, you know, one billionth compared to of what of what he's done. I, it is very stressful. Those, those, you're like, oh god, what do I, what do I tell? Do you my come mother? in with the story? Oh yeah, yeah. You have to. They call yeah. you. They pre-interview yeah. you. What's going on? What's funny? What happened? Mm. What do you want to talk about? You're like, I'm gonna bring Krispy Kremes, and I don't know. I like it. You know, it's yeah. Yeah. Well, it's usually the PR rep will send three funny stories for you to choose from to like lead them in or, or something. And Rob Hansen, like I said, he's not known to be the funny guy. Yeah. It's not like oh. Ha, ha. Anyway, okay, next. <laughs> I, I do love Rob, Rob Pattinson, though. I do, too. I had uh, a lot of interaction with him during the Twilight movies, and he sent over a signed poster that was framed and all that, and I did something so little. You and it framed was just, it? No, he sent it framed, honestly. <laughs> it's in no, my storage. He's no Tiffany Haddish, right? <laughs> Who's Tiffany Haddish? Oh, Girl's my trip. God. Have you not seen that Jimmy Kimmel she's she did? amazing the best thing I was that's happened to the world she's sorry. my friend is her agent and I literally oh texted him as soon as I saw that I hadn't even seen the movie yet and I said she is this is a everything. movie star making interview everything yeah. she's everything yeah. I would do anything have you seen Girls Trip yet? to work with her I'll be honest. In fact, I was just talking about this. I didn't want to see it because it looked like a poor it is, version go, of. That's go, what everybody is saying. Because of her. I heard it's great. Go it's because great. of her. I'm going to see it tomorrow, Peter Page. But those ads with Queen Latifah looking at the man's crotch. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I like have to pull over and just they all have my that. breath. Yeah. yeah. They're yeah. all. It's a They're series. Like, okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I drive past Jada on my way to work. That I, every okay. Day. <laughs> and how do you feel about that? <laughs> okay. <laughs> no comment. No comment. Okay, let's stay out of that one. Okay. Yes. Anyway, Call, um, calling Leah Remini. <laughs> I want her what on the show so badly. I think she's wonderful. She is wonderful. Wonderful. Um, Emmy nominated. Uh, I was just reading about Leah Remini and that she's now oh, she's replacing someone on. Oh God. They, oh, on Kevin James. They're, they're killing, killing off. The wife. They're killing the wife to have her back on the show. Yes. 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 because they had such great chemistry. So it's basically like a king and queens sort of situation again. With it's amazing. Out. It's a reboot. It's a reboot. Yep, they just be right back to We that. have a comment from the chat room. Girls uh, Trip is a poor person's version of what is what somebody wants to know. Uh, of uh, the Batch Love Bridesmaids. Bridesmaids. Everything. Yes. <laughs> it, it it probably is a script that was hanging around right after Bridesmaids and then in the studios were like, oh, we don't need to do a movie for women. Nobody cares. And then one day somebody was like, you know, what if we did this with Queen Latifah? What? And they were like, oh, yeah, yeah. And they put it together and Tiffany Haddish is, will be a household name by next year. Yes, by next week, I think. Things yeah. happen so fast. Um, sure. And there was no harm meant in that thing. I said it was a version of Bridesmaids that had nothing to do. Calm down, Vincent Jones from <laughs> West Hollywood. You, you, <laughs> did, say, say, <laughs> you, you did say poor. <laughs> No, but I'm because that's what you say when it's when it's uh, 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 <laughs> whatever. I didn't mean it. <laughs> I'm Mexican. Okay, let's go. <laughs> Getting get in trouble left and right yes, over here. No, it's just early. <laughs> early for me. This. She's still only on her second cocktail. So this is this yeah. is slow. Um, all right. So next, uh, Disney's Aladdin finds its Jafar. Mm, yes, it, they did. But BuzzFeed and Twitter were a flutter with response to the actor that's playing Jafar because he's so. Hot. <laughs> and his naked pictures? 
I haven't seen it. And I've seen I've seen the workout photos and pictures. I heard they were naked. I didn't know. Maybe half naked. I think. But he has a he's going to be in a Disney movie, so I would expect him to sort of have a little bit of a clean. Yeah, like they all do. Usually before they before they announce them, they kind of go through the internet and like clean it up. But here's what they're saying: it's going to be hard to to hate Jafar because he's going to be hotter than Aladdin. But Aladdin's okay. Yeah, I think he's fine. Yeah, people I mean, are complaining about him, but people if are, you yeah. had to, <laughs> room on that carpet, that better be a big carpet, and I only mean the magic carpet. Oh my god. <laughs> You guys, your mother we're is usually... behind you right now. <laughs> She's in her vodka coma. She's fine. Usually, we're very classy, Peter Page. Um, we actually have I'm a not, video. Yeah, no, you, have a, you really. have a video of him. Yes, we actually uh, I have Mr. Marmon. Oh, oh. it kind of has a lead music behind it too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Can I play the parrot? <laughs> <laughs> it won't be CGI. I just want to hang out on his shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you lose your mind when this shit drops. <laughs> okay, all right. That is confusing uh, to me because Jafar is supposed to be old I and he creepy. Was, I thought he was older, yeah, and like uh, and the, old, the the joke was that he was like kind of gay, like. <laughs> well, yes, with the parrot, although, he does. Although he does, you know, he does successfully get seduced by Jasmine, so it's a very strange. But it was a spell, though. Well, no, she seduces him as as a trick. Yes, it's very and he, and he, and he, Yeah, he she seduces him as a trick to distract him. Right, but yeah. my point is, he, he is successfully seduced by her, so he can't be totally gay. He might be bi. Oh, I guess so. <laughs> it Back exists. To that. Yes, it exists. He's intrigued. I'm here for your. <laughs> I'm here for your bi rights, everybody. Aaron Carter's gonna play the parrot. He's like, I don't know where to go. <laughs> oh yeah, they haven't picked a parrot yet, have they? I really wish they would use CGI and use Gilbert Gottfried's voice. I mean. They the might. fact he got fired from uh, Affleck, Affleck. <laughs> like, I <Affleck>. think that's right. <laughs> Poor Gilbert Gottfried. Uh, he has a podcast. You think my voice is annoying? <laughs> uh, none of us have said that. <laughs> With your eyes, you did. <laughs> uh, should we get to the, yes. the sponsorship for this So shade? one of our sponsors is Panache Optical Gallery. They have the most amazing uh, showroom in Palm Springs, but they sell to everybody around the nation. They, give, uh, they do retro custom glasses, uh, modern... James Bond type. Uh, they've donated a few sunglasses to me. Uh, they're amazing. And they do glasses for all the celebrities. So they're in Palm Springs. Go look them up on Panache Optical Gallery. But they provide us every week with our shady moment of the week. Boop, boop. <laughs> Take it away, Stephen. Um, yes, our shady moment of the week is brought to you by none other than Mariah Carey. Um, over the years, we all know Mariah's had many, many different feuds. And her current feud is um, with herself right yes! now. Um, she, I mean, she, we all know that she has not been a sh uh, <laughs> shy to editing her photos. But um, she just posted a photo from this is from a concert from last night or from a show from last night and uh, my friend over at Breathe Heavy had the funniest title for the article he was like Mariah Carey posts CGI photo of herself where it's just but I mean it is. it's it, it it's it I mean if you if you can't zoom in because it's I mean I don't know if you can but like it's just her entire face looks very different it's just it's obviously her leg, it's a cartoon everything looks it looks like it almost looks like Jessica Rabbit she's trying to do in the photo and it's just really and she posted it as if that's just that's just casually her coming down the stairs from last night's show just but we, it is so and we all and we all saw that 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 video, you know, oh, you know wow, her dancing, her dancing her video dancing. where she does. Yeah, well, her, her video of her just being like, "I'm a queen, yeah. don't let me, like, just put me on these guys, yeah. and I'm just hand me the mic, whatever." Just not into it. It could have been taken though at a rehearsal. You know, we don't know. 
I, I would hope that she doesn't do that on stage. Well, but there's a moment where they all cheer, where the guys pick her up. Oh, and so she was on stage, yeah. And they're Girl, cheering. Get it together. Well, I think, we, I think at this point, we all kind of tell when Mariah just does, like when she's not, when things aren't going well for her personally, she just does not want to perform and does not Guys, want to be there. She's never been a dancer. I mean, believe back but, the but first that's, that's album. Not, but that's not even talking about her dancing. This is literally her just, just like being they're, over it. They're just like she marking hands it. They, she's yeah, marking she it. like hands yeah. them the megaphone. They pick her up. She goes like, like it's just she's very. Like, yeah. It's not. Oh. It's not even just her not dancing. It's her just she's like not, not even present. Oh. Yes, it was yeah. me at Main Street Bar. Last <laughs> 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 it was, it was <laughs> you at that day gig, right? Yeah. We also got a comment from the chat room. Did you know Mariah wouldn't allow the Hollywood Bowl to turn on the Monitor. Oh, I heard them at her concert during the Lionel. I heard Richie. the Hollywood Bowl was a disaster. Uh, Lionel, not for Lionel Richie. Everybody no, was posting how amazing his performance yeah. was. I was like, mm. good for you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, come on, Mariah. We're all rooting for you. Aren't we? Well, she's supposed to come out with a, Chris, a new Christmas single in this she's year. She's coming out with the movie version of her Christmas single. Yeah, from I remember 10 years talking ago. about that. Yeah. yeah, but no, but she's supposed to be coming out with a whole new song. So maybe, maybe this will get her back. She's going to change one word of the song and re-release <laughs> it's gonna it. Be a, it's going to be just a remix. It's going to be a Christmas remix for album. Jews song. That's what it's going to be <laughs> for, for your people, Stan. Thank you. <laughs> What's her next acting role? I mean. Doesn't she need another one? Come glitter on two. Your show. Glitter. <laughs> glitter two. Next on you the guys, Fosters, no, Mariah Carey. You forget. You did that it'll, be called, it'll be called Sequence. Yeah, she was That'll great in yeah. Confetti. You know what? <laughs> you guys, I totally forgot about that. She did That's a bang-up job in Precious. Okay. But I think oh, she did. the director, I, yeah, I probably. They were friends. She, yeah, and I mean, look, the role was basically she sat and she could talk, which not everybody can do. With the wig on. That's impressive. Get a wig on. I loved the little mustache. Do you remember the little mustache? Not CGI. I was like... That that's, I was like, that's brave. a character. Yeah, that's brave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but when the camera's so close to you, you can't hide behind anything. Yeah, you can. Oh, you can oh, oh there's all sorts stuff. of stuff. Yeah, Give yeah, it to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. You can and now. You can scrub anything off anybody's face. You could, you know, they made Robert Downey Jr. look 14 at the beginning uh, of yeah. Captain America. Like it's. Oh yeah, but the, it, yeah, that they was can really do anything. Cool. Now. But I was talking so if, in, if in terms to get rid of, of her, her performance, was, though. Well, they're having oh, yeah. to get, well, yeah, yeah. get rid of a mustache. They're having to get rid of a Henry Cavill's uh, mustache because they, of, six million dollars in CGI to take his mustache off because they won't let him. He's done. There was done shooting for Man of Uncle. Yeah, no, Justice League. And now he's shooting for the other film, Man, the other, of, yeah. Man from Uncle. Yeah, and that and one he has reshoots, a must, they? Yeah, they have to do reshoots for Justice. Calm League, down, and Mom. They she have to. Man they have to CGI because they're trying to figure out: Can we get him to have a mustache as Superman? No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> Why couldn't they just glue on a mustache though for Man from Uncle? Oh uh, no, for for Man from Uncle. I mean, a good mustache. Are they never... doing a sequel to Man from Uncle that nobody? I loved it, but nobody saw it. My mom it has seen great. it like almost ten times. You and I, you and me, were the only ones. It, it was nobody watched it. Are they doing another one? It was one? so good. It was, it was so great. Good. Yeah, because it was stylized, the music, and it was slow. It wasn't like bash, bash, bash. It was a slow. It was fun. It was sexy. Yeah, yeah, it, was yeah. cap- it was a good. And that burn. villainous was, was probably the sexiest. Villainous I've ever seen. Sexiest villain as, as far as I'm concerned. Um, side question, bring it back to Mariah Carey because oh, I want to know guys because uh, as a singer, uh, she said that her trick for before she sings is that she puts honey in her champagne. <laughs> well, honey does coat your throat. Yeah, it does. So if you have an itch or whatever. So she just is being like, but I'm posh, I'm going to put honey does in my what? champagne. No, no, but the it's champagne. Just champagne. <laughs> it's because it's champagne. Yeah. That's <laughs> the problem though. The champagne is one of the driest liquors. Yeah. Believe me, I've researched. You, ha- you can have two glasses of white wine before having to hit. I know it's because it relaxes you without drying you out. Champagne would dry her out in two seconds. What about vodka? We'll see. I will not do that before the show. Just during. <laughs> just during. Right. And then I'm Judy Garland. Okay. <laughs> we have to give a huge uh, thank you, Stephen Taylor. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
Um, a huge thank you to our sponsors, uh, Test Loop, the only way to travel from L.A. Uh, to San Diego to OC uh, to Palm Springs, cheaper than an Uber. It is a luxury experience. The CEO of Test Loop is actually dropping by the show next week. Um, he's going to play the ukulele like he did <laughs> while we took the Test Loop to Palm Springs in the dead of night, by the way, because they did a special favor. Because they put it on autopilot, and he's playing the ukulele, and the car's like... Shirtless? Remember that guy you no, had you shirtless? No, you don't want shirtless violinist. violinist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you had him on. Stand by <laughs> Tim. Well, he and I are actually starting a touring cabaret show called Shirtless and Tipsy, by the way. And which one are you? <laughs> Both by the end of the night. <laughs> anyway, thank you, Test Loop. Go to testloop.com. Look up the rates. It's, it's so I'm affordable. I'm very excited about the Test Loop. I'm, it's I wanna, so great. I can't wait to take it. Let's yeah. go tonight. Let's all jump in. They more. would if, if I called. They, they love the show, and they're so nice, and you get your own little pod. It's not like a bench seat that you share with other people. You get your own pod. You get your noise-canceling headphones, and then uh, like about 15 minutes in, your screen pops up, and it's somebody actually waiting for you to finish your ride to see if you need anything. They give you a little history about the car. There's nobody driving? Well, no. There's a driver there, oh, but okay. they put it on autopilot. Uh, huh. But if there's something wrong, like the driver yeah. obviously gets involved. It's it's. <laughs> but you guys, it's so affordable. It's yeah. it's almost like. Uh, and do you go with other people you don't know, or is it just? Yeah, so yeah. you can be in a test loop where there's like four other people or six other people, or you oh. can get it go for you and your friends. Yeah, depending on how much money you want to spend, and it's it's so great. Um, thank you to our tried and true sponsor, Spunk Loop. Gay straight in between. Uh, you have a car that needs a little <laughs> motivation. Uh, Spunk we Loop. call it bye. Bye. Alexander, we call it bye. Okay. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm talking about the trans community, too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Peter Page is schooling me all. <laughs> that was a joke. I was just teasing No, I know. So. I'm teasing you, too. Oh, Peter okay, Page. Oh, God. Peter Page is mad at me. <clears throat> anyway, Spunk Lube. We love Spunk Lube. You know, they compete with all the big corporations, Spunk Lube. This guy has been our sponsor from day one, and he, he keeps doing it. So go to spunklube.com. It is is a great lube and y'all going home you're going home with lube and you're going home with lube is it water based does it stain it says hybrid uh, hybrid, hybrid? <laughs> it's water based silicone it just feels good well. <laughs> <laughs> thank you to spunk lube also our instagram uh, partner uh, bears cubs and scruff they they uh show all of our posts and all that peter page have you ever dated a bear cub or scruff oh yeah all of the oh above. really yeah oh sure of course all at one Ooh. time yeah. <laughs> Didn't you see that episode? <laughs> um, thank you to our fashion sponsors, uh, Swish Embassy. They do the best pop culture uh, t-shirts. Stan, they do a lot of Golden Girls t-shirts. That are right, very good. Can I have one? Yes, yes. Okay, okay. I'll call them. Okay. Um, and also Zoo for the People. They do men's accessories, and I love their accessories because um, they're, uh, they're beautiful. And they also give back to the wildlife conservation efforts of WWF and Wild nice. Aid. So go to their uh, website. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at On The Rocks On Air, Facebook On The Rocks Radio Show. Book me at a wedding, funeral, quinceanera. I'll be there. Um, just email info at On The Rocks Radio Show. Let me formally introduce our guests. Let's get it on the road. We haven't done this yet. But we know you, we but know. now we need to officially know you, and we need to get we need to yeah, we, get, get we need to get down to business. Yeah, we do. Stan Zimmerman, prolific writer, director, producer, started his career at 10 years old with his own TV network in his bedroom. Um, After that, he was sought out by everyone, you guys. Eventually landed his deal uh, doing the monthly TV column at his junior high school newspaper. Little known fact, he appeared on Broadway dancing behind Rudolf Nureyev. Nureyev. (laughs) Let's start there. (laughs) Anyway. 
<laughs> and if you look closely, you can see him in films such as The Chosen uh, and Risky Business, by the way. Yeah, with Tom Cruise. Yeah, yes, we know. <laughs> you were the Tom and his cruise. Um, <laughs> he was a writer uh, for The Golden Girls, Gilmore Girls, Roseanne, Fame, Wanda at Large, Rita Rocks, and for ABC's Annie, by the way, when Kathy Bates played Mrs. Hannigan. Kristen Chenoweth, Alan Cumming, Audrey yes. McDonald. Good. Same cast. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Uh, Peabody, uh, Peabody, Peabody, <laughs> Peabody, <laughs> um, as well as the Brady Bunch films, which I, which I loved. Uh, recently, he started directing for telefilms with Skirt Chasers, with Barry Bostwick, Meredith Baxter, and Elizabeth Keener. Most recently, Sex and Execs, uh, which this year garnered an Emmy nomination for Mindy Sterling's performance. Her very yeah. first yeah. Emmy nomination, yes. unbelievable! Oh my God. That is unbelievable because yes. she's hilarious. Oh, yes. She's coming on the show in two weeks. <clears throat> uh, next, he is casting me in the Spanish version of Annie, tentative, tentatively called Anita, about an orphan lip synker with gender issues. Thank you. Welcome to the show, Stan Severman. <laughs> It's been a while, hasn't it? It, it, yeah. it has. Um, yes. <laughs> also joining the show, Peter Page, one of my longest-running crushes, a co-creator and executive producer of the award-winning, critically acclaimed hit freeform series, The Fosters. By the way, executive produced with J-Lo, by the way. Like, you know, that's just how they roll. Um, as an actor, Peter is best known for his five-year run as Emmett Honeycutt on Showtime's hit series, Queer as Folk. I can't even tell you about the impact of that show, but I will. Um, he has numerous film and TV credits, including uh, Ping Pong Playa, Our America, guest star recurring roles on The Closer, Bones, uh, CSI, Grey's Anatomy, which we're going to look at because I love your character because I feel like I am that character, uh, Will and Grace and others. An accomplished stage actor, Paige has appeared at major regional theaters throughout the country uh, with world premieres at La Jolla Playhouse, which I love that space, by the way, some of the best work I've ever seen there. Uh, Portland Center Stage and Playwrights Horizon uh, has performed nearly every genre of play from the Greeks to Shakespeare to contemporary American work, including, like we discussed, your good man, Charlie Brown. Woof, woof. (laughs) (laughs) Um, As a director, he's completed two feature films, Say Uncle, starring Kathy and Jimmy, which you can watch for $2.99, by the way, on TLA releasing. (laughs) Go watch it. Leaving Barstow uh, with one of our faves, Michelle Clooney, uh, and with writing partner Bradley Bredewig. Did did I say that right? You did very well. Very good, yeah. Brad and I go way back. Uh, Paige is a principal in Blazing Elm Entertainment, which I want to talk about how Blazing Elm, like that title. Um, it's a good story. great logo, by the way, too. Thank you. That, that's our, our super, super talented man of all uh, gifts, Rob Wood. He, he designed that. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Uh, it's, it's striking, actually, is, is what it is. Together, they have sold projects to Showtime, DreamWorks, TV, CW, USA, ABC Family, which is now Freeform, and E!, uh, they wrote the six-hour miniseries, King Tut, with Mr. Kingsley himself. Like, boop, boop. Sir Ben. Sir Ben. We're going to talk about that because I'm like, oh, my God. I wouldn't even know. He's like the Morgan Freeman for for Ben Kingsley. <laughs> I don't want to offend anybody, right? Um, also, stage projects, which I didn't even know, included uh, Sideshow, uh, directed by Bill Condon. That's not me. That's Brad. Oh, okay. <clears throat> and dear Evan Hansen? Also Brad. But it's your company. Yeah, sure. Take some credit. (laughs) All right. Um, He is also uh, summa cum laude, a a graduate of Boston University's College of Fine Arts, by the way. That's true. Smarty pants. Nice. I read that as to be something totally different. (laughs) But I'm going to go there. (laughs) Summa cum laude. And one of my favorite things, I was part of the YPC for a number of years, uh, but you serve on the board of directors uh, for the LA Gay and Lesbian Center, which is the largest LGBT organization in the world, which does amazing work, not just in America, but also internationally. Uh, Of course, with Lori Jean. I mean, it's a legacy, and you're part of that legacy. 
legacy. And that's part of my awe of you being in the room is everything that you've done for the community. Um, Thank you. Let's welcome uh, Peter Page and Stan Zimmerman. And we've known each other a long time. That's you true. probably don't remember, but I remember being at Gold's Gym. We would always see each other at Gold's Gym. Yeah. You went to the gym? <laughs> I know, you can't tell. And you, I tease when you, you got Stan. the part for Queer as Folk, and you came running over, and you were so excited. You probably don't remember it. But, and we, I was just so thrilled for him, because it was a big deal. That was it was a big, big deal. I'd been through a month, more than a month of auditions, and mm-hmm. I had lost. I had been number two for so many series at that point. And uh, yeah, that was a big day. Was but a you were day. told not to do the show. Uh, yeah, my my manager, um, who was gay, uh, called me the night <laughs> that the 20-page nudity writer came in and said, I don't think you should do this. And I said, why? And he said, we all know your career is about to happen. We all know it. I am afraid I can never take you to ABC once they see you getting ass-fucked on Showtime. <laughs> and uh, I was like, all right, let me think about it. And I slept on it and I decided I couldn't, if, if it was the last thing I ever did, I, I couldn't I couldn't live with myself if that went on and I wasn't a part of did it. Did you call mm-hmm. people or friends to ask their advice? My, my best friend read my tarot cards. Oh. <laughs> That's a true story. <laughs> <laughs> and I think she was on the, the side of maybe he shouldn't do this. And then she flipped over the first card and she goes, Oh, yeah, no, you have to do this. (laughs) And I was like, what's it mean? She was like, oh, your life's about to change. She was just like, bam, bam. Oh, she was like, literally nothing here except happiness and success. What I love about Queer as Folk is that it was um, a part of so many people's lives, even to this day, people that watch uh, the the reruns or just binge watch. Like, I I will watch a whole season at a time because I came into it uh, season four. And I watched everything, boom, 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 boom. And then I had to watch it in real time, which killed me because you guys did such a great job with the chemistry and the storytelling. I felt that your friends were my friends, that I could literally call them on the phone, like wondering, hey, I wonder uh, what, what they're doing. But even to this day, you coming on the show, so many emails, I am Emmett. You know, I, I feel like Emmett. I, I know I've dated somebody like when Emmett dated Ted and had to deal with addiction. There's so many stories that are still being told generation from generation and I wanted to talk to both of you what's it like being part of iconic show of course we're talking about golden girls and Gilmore girls for you it's part of your career but for other people it's their lives that has a certain weight on it what's it like to be part of an iconic show I look for me the best thing about all of it like hey you're that guy from TV is a fairly empty interaction, but hey, you helped me come out of the closet, or hey, you, you're you the first gay person I ever saw, you're the first person that ever looked like me, or the first time I ever thought that being effeminate was okay, like any of those things, those are the things that I'll take to my grave with me. Mm-hmm. Well, for me with Roseanne and the lesbian kiss, and there had never been mm-hmm. anything like that on TV, and they That's... all tried to stop it being on TV, and if it wasn't for Roseanne and Tom Arnold, it would never have been on because they threatened to, they wanted to buy the show That's back. That's so incredible. And put Stan. on HBO. It's, what a legacy. So to, to see that and to, you know, when you're at work, you're just, we got to do it. We got to keep doing and writing it. And then I would go home and watch it on the 11 o'clock news. And it was weird to see it became a news event. While I we remember Roseanne it. saying, if, if, yeah. uh, if ABC doesn't want to show it, someone will. Yeah. I rem- vividly the, remember the let, interview. Let, let's actually watch that moment. And it's, you know, it's not as talked about. Because Ellen kind of eclipsed it, but Ellen would not oh. have, and Will and Grace would not have happened if it wasn't Without, for that I totally moment. agree. Because even 30-something, they they made a huge roar before us about two guys just being in bed together. 
So I feel like this was the next baby step, but there are babies. And so many actresses turned down this role. By Interesting. The way. Really? Yeah. Let's, let's look at this brief I moment of, of, of TV history. You gotta hang out more often. I was thinking that too, but next time, let's leave the wives at home. <laughs> you read my mind. <laughs> so that last moment I have to admit does bug me I really it, asked it bothers them, me too I asked them bit. please cut before she does that because I didn't like that it, that the yuck factor I still yep. don't like it when, when you agree. see that in any kind of programming they went for the laugh I didn't have any say and I was just a co-producer on it but I, that, that does I, I'll say this I'll take it. You laugh. I, yeah, I, it makes a, me laugh. Yeah. And because of how she responds to it after that, I'll swallow it. You know what okay. I mean? Like, I'll take that I'll little swallow bit. Swallow it. Of, there you go. <laughs> Stan, we're, we, we're classy news. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, with your spunk um, lube over there. <laughs> <laughs> Great product. Uh, you know I love what I mean? The I, because I'll take the ride. I'll take the ride. I, I understand yeah. that it's not a perfect response, but I. But it's I'm, what a character would have done, though. Yes. Plus, what year was that, you guys? And it was no Roseanne. numbers here. But and the whole thing about it, we wanted to challenge who was the super cool liberal person and what would happen when she got kissed and how she would feel and then how her family would feel and her husband and all of that. The, and the audience of Roseanne at the time was somebody that yes. would never watch Queer as Folk, would never watch anything like that. They're like, Oh, that happens. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, I know. And how do happens. I feel about it? Right. And does it turn me yeah. on? Does it freak me out? And yeah, so that was really great that I got to be a part of that. But you're just living it. You're not really thinking, and then you see what happens after it, and then you kind of go, "Oh my God, yeah, that was a huge moment." But it, when you're in it, you're just you just have to keep telling the well, story. You just don't want to get yelled at by Roseanne. Well, basically. that's true. <laughs> <laughs> like well, like... because when I got the job, they said everyone kept getting fired from yeah. it. So they said, find the tallest person, hide behind them when you go on set. So I would do that at every run through. Interesting. And, that's funny. And, and a little so I could <laughs> really? do that. Yeah, seriously, Are you I did it. I did it every oh, time. That's I'm amazing. hiding. And, and then, you didn't chew with your mouth open because you'd be fired. Yeah, would, <laughs> and then when this we wrote this episode, we heard. Who wrote this goddamn episode? I'm like, oh my god, we're getting fired. And then she just wanted to know, and then she just loved us for that. And then suddenly, you know, we, we, she knew who we were. So, yeah, <laughs> and God bless her. But I think because of the uh, of the writing, which was queer as folk, it pushed the limits so much. In fact, the very first few episodes, I even me, because I wasn't like fully like embracing my own sexuality, I was like, I don't know if I can watch this. But the writing was so compelling, mm -hmm. and it was it was telling real life stories with real life situations. Guess what? People have sex. You know, I was living in New York City at the time, my my uh, adult time in what New York City. What? <laughs> it's the, the 40s. And, uh, but I wanted to, I, I, I didn't know that my experience was the same experience that everybody was having in other cities and other places. I thought, is this, is this unique? Is this, you know, is this how it's supposed to be? And then I, I did watch that show and, and saw that because it was what, Pittsburgh or... Yeah, so, it was a fictional Pittsburgh. Well, absolutely, guy. filmed in but, Canada, right? but it was obviously yeah. not where I was living. You know, right. you know my central locale. So, you know, my I, I said, well, "Wow, this is." Did you watch the British uh, version? Because I love that one. Uh, I so did. Proud. I did. I love the British version. I did not watch the British version until about halfway through my audition experience. I, uh, I watched it before like my final work session with the producers, and the character that Emmett is sort of loosely representing is an extremely Nelly 
kind of nasty queen named mm. Alexander and, and really well played and great, but extremely. Look away, look away. And so I came into my audition and I was like, well, I guess this is what they want. And I like went from like delivering basically the performance that you saw me give for five seasons to like opera. Like I was, I was really looking to hit the back row of a 2000 seat theater and just camped out. And they were like, whoa, 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 whoa what just happened? And it really almost cost me the job. Wow. Um, they were like, okay, let's uh, peek back to sort of what you're, and anyway, but yeah. <laughs> um, but I loved it. I think yeah. there's, you know, people ask like, well, what's the difference? And I'm like, well, one, they did, eight, they did you know, 10 hours total, and we did 84. Yeah. But uh, the main thing I just talk about is that, is that the British show does not have the um, American optimism. It's really, that's really the difference to the two, is that there's this sort of kind of sl fairly bleak sense of the world in the British show that in America we're like, yeah, it's horrible. We're gay. Everybody hates us, but we're American. Mm. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like <laughs> capitalism is great. Yeah. Like it just really there's something eternally optimistic about the American sensibility. Well, and now, Peter, you're pushing limits with the Fosters. We're Fosters dry. came in and originally it was supposed to be uh, two dads raising a family, right? That was like that was like the idea that Brad and I had on my mm. couch. That was, and it was like, maybe I'll act in it. But then we were like, there's enough gay dads on TV. But you're pushing limits, and so now we have trans stories, but it's told so matter-of-factly, it's it's like part of our American story, and the American story has changed. So you continue to push limits. Um, That's one of the things I learned on Queer as Folk, was that like, it, it, as, as long as it's entertaining, you can, do, you can do anything. You know what I mean? I always said they came for the queer, they stayed for the folk. Mm -hmm. As long as the stories are human and relatable, they'll... Uh, you you can do anything. Just to, I I uh, I read an interview that you did, maybe Buzzfeed or Queerty or something, and you said that uh, at one point they asked you what what's the hook, you know, when you were pitching the thing. What's the hook? What's the through line? What's that? And I thought I love movies and shows where it's just a slice of life. Because, you know, everything doesn't get wrapped up in the end. There isn't a pretty bow. There, there are issues. You love that. Marketing executives do exactly. not love that. I, yeah. <laughs> I can imagine. But August Osage County, that the play is amazing. But yeah. you, you expect that from a play. But as a film, it's like what you're talking about. Nothing really is solved. It keeps going. Our mm -hmm. story keeps going. Yeah. Your question was to him, and I took it. <laughs> oh, sorry. sorry, Peter Page. <laughs> Thank you, Alexander. <laughs> He's the writer. <laughs> But I mean, I, I only watched a few episodes I was able to watch, but, uh, you know, were you able to maintain a sense of that? Uh, sure. I mean, look. No, less of a hook than, you know, like some sort of medium ground between what they there, want and what you wanted? It, it, sure. I mean, it's it, uh, the show. We, what we describe it as it's a, tradi a traditional family drama about a non-traditional family. The thing is, we got five teenagers in a household, and as you know, teenagers are a pain in the ass, and they get in all kinds of trouble. So when you have five of them, there's five times the hassle. And these are kids who are coming into the home, most of them, with real baggage, with real hurt. They've been damaged by the system. They've been damaged by their histories, and they're trying to work it out. That, that sometimes uh, sort of... Uh, elevates thing to us to a slightly more operatic scale. Like there definitely mm -hmm. is. We reskirt right around the edges of melodrama sometimes, and sometimes we sort of fall over into it. We try very hard to just make sure that even in those cases, that everything is as honest and real and messy as it can possibly be. Yeah, so. I, I mean, I watched the pilot episode, and then I watched uh, Saturday, which I, I which is in the first season, which you commented at one point that was in one of your favorite episodes. And I tell you, just the, even the pilot episode broke my heart a few times. You know, there were a few times I was just like, uh, you know, thanks. Oops, 
Did I use the F word? Sorry. Many times. <laughs> it's always so funny when people curse and Alexander's <laughs> eyes just go. Are we not allowed to curse? No, it, no, you are, you but are. it's like, you know, it's. It's your Catholic upbringing? <laughs> that's not even a joke. Yes, that's that's it. It's, Very well. Like, you don't go on a plane unless you're dressed from head to toe. That's that's what I still do. Do you, do really? people go naked? No, but they wear like sweatpants and a tee. <laughs> Peter Page is making me nervous. <laughs> like you your mom told me your coming plane, out story right? before yeah, the show. I, I, I it was adorable. Yeah. But my, I also my grew up in a, a mouth. <laughs> she hasn't said a word. She's been sitting over there smiling. She's adoringly. in the coma thing. She's like the vodka coma. Uh, Peter, what I loved about your portrayal of Emmett was that it was who we all are. We just want to party and have fun and wear fun outfits and you know have a few moments. One of my favorite scenes that you did is where Emmett is just like totally stripped away. Not only did I love it for Emmett, but I loved you as I loved it for you as an actor because your acting is always so subtle with so much behind the scenes without trying. So I, I wanted to take a few moments and, and watch uh, this moment. Uh, one of my favorite Emmett and Peter Page moments. So this is the inner sanctum of the great god Kinney, where men's fates are decided. Why did Theodore send you down here to throw yourself in my mercy? He doesn't know I'm here. And I have no intention of throwing myself on your mercy. Or anything else, for that matter. What a relief! I can come out from behind the desk. He realized, of course, there's a very good chance he'll go to jail. Well, I'll tell him to look on the bright side. At least he'll get fucked regularly. I suppose that's meant to be witty. We all know about your charming sense of humor. But we also know that deep down, you care about us, even though you'd never admit it. Which is why I've come. I already told Ted there's nothing. I know what you told him. I also know what you think about Teddy and me, that we're just a couple of silly queens setting up house, that it'll never work. Well, there was a time when I would have thought exactly the same thing. But miracle of miracles, I have never been happier in my entire life. And you want to know why? Because he gives me love and respect. And now it is my turn to give him something back. I swore to myself this wasn't going to wind up an old Lana Turner movie, but love it looks it. like that's the direction it's headed. So, I'm gonna make Lana proud. Please, Brian. I am begging you. Help him. I already turned up. No, it's just, it, that was the intensity. Um, I love that they stayed on your face for that. Yep. Then went to him. That's nice. How could you not? That was a, a they. They wrote really great stuff for me. Emmett, Emmett was sort of conceived to be a wisecracking queen on the sidelines, and they pulled me aside during the pilot and said, "We we didn't think we were gonna get an actor for this part, <laughs> <laughs> and we're gonna write we're gonna write to you. We promise." And they did. They they were very good to that word, and they would give they, you know they give me these great comic storylines, and then they would just yank the rug out from under me and give me something like that. It was such a gift, such a gift. Well, your character went through so many different changes, um, which I think we all and have. jobs and outfits. No, but I think that that's like we've all. Had that we were like okay you know and friends and and situations and 
Um, we had so many questions um, emailed. Uh, did you get into a depression after the show was done because you had built this family and this audience and it's like, okay, the show's done, now what? What did you do after that? Uh, yeah, that was hard. I mean, it's hard. It, it is, and it, it, it stays, you know, there's this sort of relief, like, okay, what's next? And then there's this like weird foreboding of like, what if nothing's next? Mm -hmm. that, that was with me for a long time. Um, we, we all are still very tight. I'm still super close with most of that cast. And, um, I, I have just, stalker with, pictures was, of you and the cast. I was hanging literally out with Scott and Gail like a week and a half ago. Like, uh, so there, Can I get Hal Sparks number, please. Favorite, <laughs> favorite people. Uh, so yeah, it, I mean, it, it's, there certainly is a big transition when something like that ends. It's sort of like when college ends or something like that. You're just like, whoa, this is, I have to face life without this every day. Well, I'm sure with the Fosters, you guys are on season five. Did you ever, in your wildest imagination, as a writer, think, oh, okay, we have to come up with a season six and, 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 and beyond? I did. I, 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 I had the same feeling about, about Queer as Folk. Literally, day one, I was like, oh, this is going. Because I knew the only thing we couldn't do with Queer as Folk was be, was be American about it. I knew we, we couldn't be subtle. We couldn't be apologetic about it. I knew if we, as long as we did it, as long as we went at it, that we had something special. And so, uh, and I did, I felt the same way about the Fosters. I just thought like, these are, the, people are gonna get it. And, uh, and lucky for us, they did. In a big way. Um, what about Queer's Folk bringing it back? Have you talked about what, that? Uh, Stan! What? I'm curious. <laughs> next question? I want to talk to you both about this. No. Reboots. Mm, reboots. So many oh, reboots. No. It's so good though. A very popular hashtag is QAF reunion. Reboot. With the Trump era, because before I would have been like, oh, that's cute. Now, you know, we're bringing back Will and Grace. But now we want to know what's happening with the gay community in entertainment in this administration. Would you do it? Yeah, for sure. I mean, provided I wasn't running another show, or like, if I could, absolutely, I would love to. I, I would love to check in with those guys and and see where they're at. I, you know, whether it's ten episodes or a movie, I, for sure. I think we would all love to get back together. They talked about that. And do it. Yeah, they must have. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Give us a scoop. There, Come there's on. There's a big campaign. <laughs> there's a big campaign. Yeah. There yeah. is no scoop to give. There is no, no script. Here's story. here's one of the things. It's like you know they they are doing an L word yes. reboot. Um, Showtime owns L word. Free and clear. This is owned by Channel Four in the UK, and there, it's a lot more complicated. There's a, so I don't know if it'll ever happen. We would love it to happen. Do you think where your character would be now? I have no idea. You never I mean, thought I think, about it. No, of course I think yeah. about oh. it. I, I I would love I, to see where they're all at. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. But but um, you know, somebody's got to write a check. That that's the main <laughs> thing. Somebody's got to want to write a check. So we'll see. But I Are think you going to do it, Alexander? Are you going to write the check? <laughs> I feel like you were gearing up for a really big announcement. You were like, here's $10 million. I'm going to start an Indiegogo. No, but, but I think the time is ripe. You know, so many reboots happen left and right, and it's just, it doesn't make sense or it's not time. This makes sense to me. And speaking about reboots, Stan, you have been in the There's a difference news. between a reboot and and like a reunion show. All right, show. so let's talk about so it. So let's talk about the difference here, You okay? have been in and the then, press. They're not going to do, yeah, they're not going to, you're not going to check reboot. in on the Golden Girls because three quarters of them are dead. Right. So, so 
It'd be just very sad. <laughs> just America's just Tours of Cemeteries <laughs> next <laughs> on Discovery yeah. America. Because a reboot would be like different it's characters. It's a CGI like, version yeah. of it. Yeah. <laughs> reboot would be different yeah. characters, but this like Will and Grace is less is less than a reboot, but more of like a reunion. It's a reunion. Yeah. You're talking about Queer as Folk as a reunion. And, right. right. And like Roseanne would be a reunion. Yeah. yeah so so, so reimagining something is a reboot. But there's so yeah. much press going on uh, with Crazy. Jam. Insane. E- every day yeah. there, Insane. there's something new because they're saying reboot, reboot. It's not a reboot. You came up with a script, um, and you did and a reading at your house with an amazing cast. Okay, in fact, so we have I a can, cast photo f- from Where's that. the picture? Yes. That's, there you go. That's my living room. You were there for a reading once. So <laughs> Once I, I, is I, the operative word, by the way. And, never and then he asked again. me to take out the yeah. trash at the end. And stay out on the, yeah. <laughs> so I will reveal something that hasn't been revealed. A part of the story was that this show was developed through Logo. And oh, the, I didn't know that. I know because I haven't talked about it ever. So you're getting the scoop. So this reading happened because, you know, before you hand a script into the network, I knew this was going to be a big deal. And so I thought we'll have a reading and we'll have uh, some writer friends. We'll punch it up before it goes to the network. I cold called Leslie Jordan and uh, George Takei. I didn't know either of them. We didn't have a script. I said, here's who I am. Here's the storyline. Could you come? Everyone agreed to come. Sherry O'Terry, Melissa Peter, everyone. So I was like, oh, holy moly, we have got to have the network there. And so they came there to see it. In the end, Logo does not have money, unfortunately, mm. for a scripted series. And that is really a shame that we need a gay network to have all kinds of programming. Obviously, the reality stuff is fantastic, and RuPaul and everything they're doing, Prince Charming. You had your friend on? Yes. 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 <coughs> uh, but we need scripted. Where is our gay network like a TV land or a lifetime. Money. Yes. So we're missing that, but we need our voices heard out there. Even RuPaul's not It's getting a lot of attention. It keeps popping up So I happened to be doing, I was doing a a small podcast interview uh, with someone in San Francisco, and I happened to mention- He's two-timing you. How dare you? (laughs) He said small podcast. Hello. (laughs) San Francisco, and I didn't know at the time that he actually wrote for Huffington Post, because he said, what are you doing next? And I said, well, I have the script, and this is what we had. I thought, I'm finally going to talk about it. Because Logo did not want us to talk about it because they obviously knew that if the word got out, they're going to pay. Deal. Talk about it, yeah. So it came back to us the script, and I mentioned it. He put it in Huffington Post, and then it went insane. And just last week, it got to be so big that uh, at the TCA's, Bob Greenblatt was asked a question about ageism and homophobia, and he said, "Oh, I don't know anything about the script, and of course, I'd love to read Silver Foxes." So we'll I saw see. that pose. That was crazy. Actually, I know I always get updates whenever some people talk about Silver Foxes yeah. and post it on your page, and it yeah. pops up but in my timeline. So I'm, I'm really like, sorry. I'm, yeah. No, no, don't, no, like, sorry. Like, like, yeah. No, I'm just always curious. I'm like, oh, what's going on with it now? Is so it going to be on NBC? Is I it have get to the thank really social media and the press for keeping it alive. I've never ever seen them on my billions of years here a script in a reading get attention like this. It's now, really everywhere. But it's so, there, we're an uphill battle. Still to this day, we have not gotten one major network to read the script. Why? I ask all of you. The current administration <laughs> right now, I believe. So <laughs> somewhere along the way, agents and- But everybody so before you get to a network, I know. Before you get to a network, you've got to pitch to agents, you've got to pitch to producers, you've got to pitch to uh, development executives. Somewhere along the way, those three groups are getting the message that older characters and gay characters are not commercial and straight people I, won't watch I, it. Somewhere along the way. I have a friend who just well, wait, what about a, a single camera half yes. hour with a major television star, 50-year-old yeah. woman. Yes. 
major, one of the biggest in in the TV space. Nobody want, nobody bought it. Fifty years old. So ageism is a real, but what about Grace so and Frankie? It's and on like, then they have a few seasons, but of, you have but Jane Fonda, Lily Collins, yeah, yeah, there's nothing like they do, but, but they, four they're, Academy they're, Award winners, they're, they're, yeah. but their husbands can are I, gay men that yeah. are, that are coming out. And it's, that, that's a huge storyline of their, I mean, that's actually the main storyline is that their husbands come out and Golden Girls attracted young kids. All ages demos, and I keep saying that it's not just because you have old characters does not mean you're just going to get old audiences. Golden Girls has bridged gaps between yes. gay, straight, old, young, and I am sorry, I I am the minority here in that I don't think uh, you are actually the minority here. Well, yeah. <laughs> not in California, but yes. in the room. <laughs> so white here is like frozen. Let it go. Um, I don't think. Lily Tomlin and Jane Fonda are best used in that series. I don't think it's the funniest series. I don't think it's. Award worthy. People are responding, and I'm, I love that it's out but there. But that's the reality yes, of it. Yes. Um, Here's the problem in Hollywood, though, that something like that happens, and you think, like, you guys, Grace and Frankie, Silver Foxes, they go, well, we're already doing Grace and Frankie. Well, we had that with Skirt Chasers. They said, we love the script, we've never seen the characters, we bought our one gay show of the year. What? One gay the show? One. They, like, steam comes yeah. out of my ears when I hear it's stuff crazy. like that. It is insane. But even bigger than Hollywood. I mean, ageism, it, 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 it's permeate every, yes, more, it you know, since I moved to L.A., I have never been more daily, uh, you know, reminded and more conscious of my age since I've been here for the past six years. And constantly reminded, and it's constant button pushing. And, like, it's it doesn't bother me that, you know, I'm 47. I don't care. But it's it's this thing. It just won't go away, and I'm just like, what? Talking about ageism, let's look at the scene uh, of a show you wrote for uh, Gordon Girls, one of my, oh no. one of the funniest scenes, which deals with ageism, which is so interesting that we're talking I want, about I want to play this character on uh, Silver Foxes. <laughs> Believe me, your name came up, so when you get the call. Oh, I want to play Coco, the gay maid that was only in the pilot and then fired. That would be a funny one-man yes. show. But my mom said I that she should that be the idea. female version since it's male to female. She wants to play Cocaina. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> family <laughs> show. Family show. Blanche and the Younger Man. So so walk well, us through this. Thanks again for the ride home, Dirk. I'll Dirk. see you at Tuesday's Jazzercise class. I'll see you then. Okay. Unless I see you before then. I mean, if you wouldn't mind, maybe we could go out. My Dirk. Did I just hear you ask me for a date? Are you deaf? I heard him from here. <laughs> so, Blanche, um, you think maybe we could have dinner Saturday night? Well, why don't I just check my date book and I'll let you know. Sure. I'll call you tomorrow. Okay. Bye. Bye. Well, isn't this an interesting turn of events? Gosh, I just don't know what I'm going to do. You know, he is a little bit younger than I am. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I think? I think I can handle this relationship with Dirk. I'm going out with him Saturday night. Was there ever any doubt? Momentarily. This is strictly off the record, but Dirk's nearly five years younger than I am. <laughs> <laughs> then what, Blanche? Dog years? <laughs> Okay, that line was in the very first draft. And as you know, it's as a, a writer, line. four lines to stick from the first. Uh, I mean, we were shocked. But, I mean, look at the way she delivered it. <laughs> Brilliant. So, Peter, you write a lot of the stories for the characters, and then you direct them. Is it weird when another director comes in to do an episode or two for you to like be like, eh? No, you get used to it. I mean, in editing, some days you're like, I don't know. That. I don't understand that choice, but but no, that's I mean that's television is an, a highly collaborative art form. You I mean nothing 
it, even a script that has my name on it isn't from me. It's from a group of people and a group of ideas and rigorous noting from all corners. I mean, you know, they're they're you know, it it is so. If you are precious about that idea, you are in the wrong. You need to go make movies. You need to yeah, go make. You make won't be films. working in TV you, because it's just you can't yeah, do it. Yeah. it. It's the the notion that even a, a that any TV script really belongs to one writer is, I think, fairly false. That's very interesting. And Stan, did you feel that you started writing for the actual actresses and not their characters, or? We were there the first season, so we were right. all discovering who the characters were. We just had the pilot and a few of the first episodes to see, well, what was working. And then we saw, oh, well, Rose was funny telling these long stories. So then we was like, let her tell long stories. And that's how the St. Olaf thing. So we were just figuring it all out, which was very exciting. Uh, we got this email. Was it strange to see the show grow on such a big level and after you left after season one? Well, we knew back then we didn't have the ratings to look at, so none of us knew, and they would announce them every re table read what the ratings were for that Saturday night, and you could just see the room going, oh, my God, how is this possible that this show – you know, about a bunch of old ladies would actually resonate. On Saturday night? No, on Saturday. Well, Saturday was a big deal way back when. Oh, yeah. And and so then every week, it kept, the ratings kept going up and up and up. And we're like, oh, my God, we really have something. And I'm just so thrilled that I was a part of that. Uh, what did you do right after Golden Girls? Slept, cried, <laughs> um, all the above. Um, what did we do? Oh, my God. I don't know. Don't you have it written down there? It was so long ago. No, no, no. I I'm, we, I'm uh, asking, after, like, like personality-wise, like, you, you took a breath. Did you go right back to work, or did you... I haven't stopped since. I just, I'm always, like, writing and pushing and doing pilots. I think we got a TV deal somewhere, and we, you know, obviously that was a huge thing to be a part of, you know, uh, something that was that big all the way around network-wise. Well, and now, and I'm going to talk to both of you about your first directing gig. It was Say Uncle with Kathy Najimy. Um, and when you first started directing, obviously you saw directors behind the scenes as an actor. Um, was it hard to step into that role? Did you did you have any nerves about saying, okay, I'm the director now? I had nerves for sure, but I spent all of Queer as Folk prepping to direct. Basically, mm. with once I knew how to play Emmett, I was like, oh, this is like grad school. I can learn a lot here. So I would every morning I would go, I would go through the works, hair, makeup, grab my bucket of gummy bears, and go to set. That, that's true. Um, Did and, you chew them and, for, and, for like a... <laughs> yeah. This, this is an ASFM <laughs> MNLLPQ video. <laughs> um, no. Love it. Uh, and I would I would sit by the director or I would follow somebody around and be like, how do you, you know, show me how you do your job. I want to learn how you do what you do. And when you express interest in people who don't get a lot of that kind of attention, they're incredibly willing to engage with you. And so I, I was so, I'm so grateful to that ent entire crew. So I, I you know, I really did prepare myself as best I could. I was terrified, you know, when I started shooting Sam Cole because I was also I had I wrote it and I was starring in it too. So it was quite a it was quite a first day. But um, you know, I still I, get scared to direct. Sorry. Yeah, I write in pictures, so to me, I already see what I need to shoot or what they need to shoot. So that's how I write. Um, but actually doing it yourself is, is just, I mean, it's just the natural next step. And on a show, I would be the one standing next to the director when you're on a sitcom mm -hmm. and being the showrunner. Right. So I'd be the one, and I would be also go into editing. So I learned all the, what we needed. Editing is where you learn everything. Oh, my God. Editing I love is where, editing. Editing is amazing. Yeah. Editing, editing is where the magic happens. And you that's also where you're like, why don't we have X? And you say that enough times, and then when you get on set, you're like, well, I'm making sure we're getting X because... So many people don't, you know, you, you, you that that's where you really learn. 
Now, both of you have worked with so many big names, and like your co-executive producer is like J Lo. Do you guys still ever get stars? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I don't know her. Uh, sorry, Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> yeah, what are those initials? That's the Mariah Carey. <laughs> <Yeah>. Sorry. <laughs> Do you still get starstruck, or does that even factor in anymore? Sure. Yeah, of course. I do. I'm I was starstruck right now just being next to him. Oh, stop. Yeah. When he walked so in, I, I, mean, I was like, oh, hi. Uh, okay, I have to go. <laughs> Y'all are dumb. <laughs> uh, sure. I was once. I was once in the. Uh, I was in the bar. This is ready. I'm about to. This is the name droppiest, celebiest thing you're ever gonna hear. Yes. Me. Most pretentious story you're ever gonna hear to me. I was in Venice, Italy, and uh, staying, as we do like, at, at the rooster fish. No, yes. I can barely at, Uber to Venice at, at the LA. at the Cipriani during the Venice Film Festival, and the Cipriani has a bar that is roughly the size of this room. And huge. Every huge. Every A-list celebrity in the world was there. It was opening out of the Venice Film Festival. I mean, literally, Denzel, Tom and Rita, Tom and Penelope, Reese and Ryan. Like it was packed. If they had dropped a bomb on the Cipriani, Hollywood as we know it would have ended. And I was fine. I was fine. I'm on a stupid TV show. I, whatever. I don't care. I'm whatever. You're all you're you're just actors. You all pee. I got it. And then <laughs> Meryl Streep walked in. <gasps> What did she order? All of us gasped. Yeah. Like, we all grabbed our pies. No. That's <laughs> true. All I, of us did. I literally had to leave. I literally was like, "There, no good comes of this. There, nothing except me humiliating myself comes of this. Good night, everybody. And I got up and I left. I couldn't be in the same room with her. That's a true story. That's, a cha- that's so odd. And how do you think she feels? It's like, why is everyone always doing <laughs> 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 so What did like, I say? I just she's like, in. I'm just a girl <laughs> with a thousand Academy <laughs> why, why Awards. Why are so intimidated? Uh, Mr. Page, uh, we love you for your activism. And so we got a lot of emails about your stance on certain things. Uh-oh. <clears throat> and which I love on, on The Fosters, one of the most recent episodes uh, deals with trans characters. Um, do you think a trans character should always be played by a trans actor? Do you think a gay character should always be played by a gay actor? Uh, I think a trans character should generally be played by a trans actor unless they're pre-transition. And I, then I think it, then you get into a really challenging thing. You know, I mean, did you, you know, I don't know if you watch Orange is the New Black, but they did an incredible thing where, you know, they had Laverne, and then when they wanted to flash back, they cast her her brother. It was it was perfect. It was extraordinary, yeah, it was and it worked beautifully. Um, that's You don't always have that opportunity. And so I, th- I think, you know, a friend of mine is, is running a TV show now, and she literally has this exact issue. They cast a man in a pre-transition trans role, and now they want to bring somebody back, and they don't know what to do. And, I, and, you know, it's like, do you recast, do you not? I really think, whenever possible, give the, the dignity of that role to a trans actor. There are lots of great ones out there. I, I don't feel the same way about gay roles. That's very interesting. And this was a hot button last week. We had uh, trans actor Scott Turner Schofield mm-hmm. was in, and he was uh, he was one of the first transgendered actors featured in daytime soap opera. Mm-hmm. And this was a real hot button. Because why is that different? Because uh, I, I, I think the experience, I, I, I don't know, I think the experience is just more specific and more unique. And uh, I, I, look, I spent five years acting opposite straight guys. Who who played gay beautifully? Shickles pickles. So, uh, uh, mm. No um, way. Uh, um, but I die. but uh, but you know Scott and Scott Lowell and and Gail Harold. Yeah. You know these incredible, kind, sensitive, 
grounded straight men. Scott and Gail didn't tell anyone their sexuality the first year of the show because they didn't want to alienate the gay viewers, not because they were trying to be coy or... And it makes sense. And they were just like, they wanted you to respond to the characters and they'll, they'll get to it in, in their own time. Um, I, so, and I play, I've played straight. Before Queer as Folk, I used to play straight all the time, and then I couldn't get hired as a straight guy to save my life after that. But it, but um, we saw it too much. Uh, <laughs> that ship had sailed. So, uh, so I don't know. That's me. That's Maybe where we're I also live. just at the beginning of showing trans characters. Yeah. So that's why we want. The I think it authentic. also affects the trans community so much when you have someone who isn't trans play a trans character, and then you go to then you see them at the movie premiere, and they're back as as the mm -hmm. pre-transition, they want to have that representation throughout the whole experience, you know, the whole thing. Like, that it's character also, is in the movie, that person is still transgender. But you still have to be a good actor, is my That's thing. true, too. But, you know... I, but but to, to be... To have been silenced for so long, to have been unrepresented, I mean, without representation for so yeah, long... Yeah, we've got a long way to go is, through that process. Yeah, and then sure. maybe, who knows? And, and look, look, gay people, too, but it's... but And I'm proud to have been one of the earlier kind of openly gay actors, but I but I don't... I, I, just, I just don't think they're quite the same equation. Interesting. And on your show, did you ever discuss how effeminate? Because I know that's when I've written a character, and it always is such a hot-button issue of like, well, he's too gay, or he's too stereotypical. On, like, well, no, but, but for trans, on the, one of the last episodes, they said, you know, uh, compliment your partner on their masculinity so they feel comfortable in the bedroom, which I thought was a very interesting... Well, that was one... I mean, we had this amazing scene. We got to have a teenage girl having a conversation with her trans male friend about the burgeoning sexual relationship with her trans male boyfriend. Like, that's really a scene you haven't seen anywhere. <laughs> my best friend watched the show with my goddaughter, and she was, after she was like, your show is so damn progressive, I literally can't believe it's on TV. She was like, that's insane. But it's so but, done matter-of-factly, like, this is just a story with real it feelings. Because they're just people. They're just people. There's nothing else people. there. I feel and, we should do it. <laughs> do you feel that? I don't. No. I don't, I don't uh, not after you, you want to. That way. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you so feel it's easier told through to women rather than to men. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. The well, I want to I want to answer your question about effeminacy. Okay. okay. I when I came on to Queer as Folk, my very first costume fitting. I'm not exaggerating. The costume designer had like she showed me a sketch that she had done, and it was like a floppy hat and a purse. <laughs> And like a sarong. And that was like how Emmett was going to be introduced to the world. And I was it like, It was Elaine Stritch. Oh, we're going to have to, we have to have a conversation. And she didn't last very long, um, bless her heart. And she heard me. But I said from the day one, I was like, I will do whatever, I will wear whatever. But in the very next scene, I want to be in sweatpants. I was like, No, nobody goes to bed in a, no, no, no queen goes to bed in a nightgown. It's just not, I was like, there, We're real people. We're real people, and that's and that was always, always that dividing line for me. That being said, and that's groundbreaking after, because it was uh, always, you know, yeah, as yeah. a joke, and yes. yeah. So, so, uh, yeah. But, but I, but by the way, many roles came down the pike after that that I was like, I'm not doing this. Mm -hmm. 
interested. I wear a sarong around the apartment. I wear a sarong story. around the apartment. That's not even a no, lie, by the way. Uh, no, sure, because I can let my dick hang out, and it feels <laughs> fucking great. Like I, high five. Yeah, exactly. Excuse me, but, family. <laughs> but uh, but that's. Um, but yeah, of course. But for it, the characters. It, but do you know what I mean? But it's but and yeah. I would literally I would do anything. Sure, I wear a sarong in one scene. Or I won't do the floppy hat scene. though. No, but no, I no. but then I wanted I always wanted that to be countered with like he's a real person. He yeah. has to go to the bank. It, you know what I mean? And and you're just it's not not everything. Not I just always on. I just this is. Yeah, I, I think Andrew Garfield is a genius actor. I just saw the first half of Angels in America and everyone's raving about his performance. And I think he fell into a trap that a lot of straight men who play gay men fall into, which I'm is so glad you're saying this. they only play gay. They only play gay. I'm like, you are an actor. You are already gay enough you're emotional and vain you're gay enough stop it i mean not, it's not you're not norma desmond there's you're a, a gay man obsessed with norma desmond they're different no. things she's the gayest man around by the way <laughs> there's a difference between presenting it as an affectation and just you just that's who you are right it's uh, and and you know. look we all i present it as an affectation i am i'm somewhere here and I'll, I can flip over. Yeah, well, I can absolutely. grab him at any old time. You know, he's right there for me. And I can go further, too. But there, I also then, when I get fucking mad at you, I'm going to get mad at you. Yeah. I'm not going to get mad at you. Yeah. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Hey. It drives me bananas. When I'm out and about, but I'll do somebody, a yes, but Gaga. somebody you know? might. <laughs> Somebody might react that way. So there is. I've had glitter thrown at me when somebody got mad at me. How people react. <laughs> I apologize. I'm not even kidding. I so, apologize. How dare you? Here's glitter. <laughs> Number one, glitter does not get out, so that's a pretty good revenge for. It's true. But also, you had like you were the first kind of show like that, so you had a lot of pressure of how yeah. you were showing. There the was gay a community. lot of pressure. One of the emails it was like, "What was life during like queer as folk?" When after the first season, it was a success, and there was all this pressure. Uh, the email is, what was the shooting schedule, by the way? And then how did your life change during the shooting in terms of all the pressure of representing the gay community? That's a pretty big question. A big I mean, we shot we shot seven seven and a half day episodes, um, which was were intense. We worked crazy hours. It's like a soap opera almost. The first two years, we did sixteen hour days almost every day. We would start at seven on Monday morning, and we would wrap at seven on Saturday morning, and we would wow. get a, a day and a half off, and we would start all over again. And we were uh, by the end of the first season, of course, folk. I went to a friend's wedding, literally right the weekend we wrapped, and I look like this. I'm like. <laughs> I look like an exhausted skeleton. Like it's just uh, crazy. Um, it it you know season two is when we all were kind of nuts, and we're all we're like I said we're all still friends, and we all managed to do a pretty good job of kind of keeping each other grounded. Yeah. But there was always somebody spinning in season two. It was the time when we were all like, "Are we famous? What's happening? <laughs> Did Madonna call? Tell me, help me. What's going on? Like, uh, what do I matter? Where are the films? Like, it was all just you. No one quite knew what was happening, and then it all settled down. And had we you done nudity before show. this? Uh, I had done some theatrical nudity. Oh. I had done Charlie Brown. <laughs> I had done, yes. You're a very good man, Charlie Brown. That was a sequel. Snoopy gets his bone. <laughs> You're a well hung man, Charlie Brown. Um, uh, I had done. I had done some like you know. I'm I'm a, I'm a theater actor. I'm not afraid. My body is my temple. It's a beautiful instrument. But okay. I, I you know I just there's so many. Details that fans want to know about that period of time, which you've done so many other things. So it's just it's so funny for me that people just uh, that just want to know. On a lighter note, I need to show you uh, what oh, we talked God. about before the show. Queer as Folk has been translated in so many languages from <laughs> Japanese, 
uh, to Portuguese, and uh, this is the Spanish version. It's so funny. It's one of my favorite scenes. It's I, when you're at the uh, opera with Shickles Pickles. I told you that Scott Lowell and I do this as a, shti- a shtick. We do this. We both think Love this that. is hilarious because it's we, a Shickles Pickles. It, it's a, yes, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, it's Shickles Pickles Shickles. And you guys yeah. just note that he's the only one mm. that's Castilian, which means he had the th- 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 he has a mm. lisp yeah. on his s's. Just, Abiza. Abiza. Yeah, Abiza. He's from Barcelona. George y yo nos lo pasamos de fábula. Es un compañero maravilloso. Rico suave. ¿Y cómo se conocieron? Es su peluquero, su decorador, el peluquero de sus caniches. Nos conocimos en Internet. Yo me masturbo en su página web. Virginia, este champán es delicioso. Soy la polla endemoniada del punto com. ¡Qué fascinante! Le pagará generosamente. Ah, no. No, no. No me paga nada. Pero tampoco lo aceptaría. La razón de que esté con George es por sus espectaculares mamadas. Una habilidad que dudo que aprendiera de usted. There you guys, it's... <laughs> that was good. That was actually better than I expected. It, it, Scott and I have done this shtick so long that in my head it sounds like this. Ay, Teddy, ¿qué vamos a hacer? Like it's so... And then, and then, it's then like Ted, Pepe Le Pew. And then, like Ted, and then Ted is yeah. like, uh, Emmett, uh, nadie me gusta. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Peter Page, because of your activism... <clears throat> How do you think our LGBTQ community can survive this administration? I, I, right today, I hope any of us survive this administration at all. Um, I, you know, we have got to be ever vigilant, and we have to uh, hold each. Uh, we have to hold each other up. I think we've got to. We have got to partner with other communities, and we've got to take care of ourselves. Um, otherwise, we're we're going to get devoured. Amen to that. Mm. <sighs> and it's exhausting. Stay woke. You gotta, yes. you yeah, gotta yeah, yeah. stay woke. It, it, it's it's exhausting and overwhelming, and you gotta take a break. You gotta be willing to be like, oh, this is my weekend off. You guys got this. You guys gonna hold the world up today? Great. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a weekend yeah. off. I'll see you on Monday. But you gotta come back on Monday. <laughs> After. And it's it is too. It is more important now than ever. When I I mean I'm on the board of the LGBT Center, and I'll tell you, like, you know, seventy percent of our funding is federal. Think about that. We have a hundred million dollar budget. It's the the services that could be utterly, utterly destroyed by this administration. I, I can't even tell you the 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 hundreds of thousands of lives that would be impacted. And when it's coming at you daily, I mean, there's this risk of it becoming complacent. Like, oh, it's business as usual. You know, this is what happens and every day. This is what we hear every you day, can't. and we can't. It, this is not normal. This is not okay. This is. I I believe. I am. I'm a hyperbolist, but I am not an alarmist, and I firmly believe that this is a fascist takeover. I think that we are, I think that we will look back on this time in history and be like, where, where did you, what side did you stand on? Yeah. Mm. Okay, my next question is going to be like, hilarious! <laughs> uh, I got this email for, for both of you guys in a, in a different way. Being in entertainment, being a writer, does every hot guy just want to be in your next project? And Peter Page, you know, being part of Queer's Folk and now the Fosters, like how hard is dating being so entrenched in the entertainment industry? I think it's the opposite, actually. I think people are more, not intimidated, but it's kind of, 
scared. Maybe they throw themselves at you. But no, hardly, hardly. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 for me, it's this is a sort of weird thing to talk about in an interview, but I, it's super not a turn on for me when somebody finds me attractive because of my job. It's not. It's not what turns my crank. I am too insecure about the way I look. I want to be found attractive because of that. So if you like me for my job, I'm like, well, then you're not. You're not pushing my buttons. So anytime I see that weird sort of starry look in your eyes that stops about two inches in front of my <laughs> face, sorry, I did it. Um, I, I, I was trying to hold back. That happens. No, no. I was, I was I demonstrating know, the I weird know, thing I, that happens, which yeah. is like that weird. It's just like it's just there's just something that doesn't come all the way in. Anytime I see that, I'm like, I, I got. Yeah, I want to be hot, not work for me. funny, or but you know. yeah, or powerful. Yeah. I get it, and I get that there are men who are totally into that. I, I don't. But it I, doesn't turn my. But crank. I also don't want to be shy or say I, of who I am or what I've done. I mean, that's who we are, and it's like this is my life, and that's just a part of it. Yeah, there you go. All right, okay. uh, we have to wrap up. Uh, Blazing Elm. Oh my god! Well, yeah. Where does that come from? The logo was amazing. That's your production company that does so much. Thanks. We uh, that came from. We we had another name that we really liked, and it turned out somebody already had it. Um, uh, Blazing <laughs> on the Elm, rocks. Blazing Elm <laughs> was a reference to one of our shared favorite uh, films, which is Pleasantville, and uh, it is specifically a that reference. That is so interesting. To it's specifically a reference to the scene where Joan Allen is masturbating in the bathtub, <laughs> <laughs> and and just as she reaches climax, the elm tree in the front yard, bursts into flame. (laughs) And it's the moment of creativity, sexuality, uh, kind of accelerating in that town. And color, color. That's really cool. And that's that's the story. I got to, Joan Allen is attached to a film that I wrote, and I got to have uh, tea with Joan Allen in New York one afternoon, one of the highlights of my of my life. That movie's And great. I got to tell her that story, and uh, and it made, made both of us very happy. <laughs> Me especially, but I, th- I think it pleased her too. <laughs> oh my God, you guys. Okay, uh, we were supposed to show the Grey's Anatomy uh, clip uh, you guys, basically, you two, it's just me being rude. So, it, but it's, it's so fun. But it's you. so fun. Uh, what's happening with the Fosters? We are in the middle of season five A. We are writing season five B. Uh, we'll start shooting that at the end of September. We will hit a hundred episodes with this order. Yeah. You guys, yeah. Yeah. let's have some. Thank you very much. I'm very. Proud. Oh, there we go. <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank you. Very proud of that. And uh, you know, fingers crossed uh, for a season six. I think uh, season 5B should have a husky Latino there somewhere. Um, <laughs> let's actually see the, the season 5 promo. I, I can't believe how much the show has grown. It's, it's so great. And do it in Spanish. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Hey, Zeus! Leave me alone! Hell no, we won't go! Keep your hands off my sister! I want to go. You're not going anywhere, baby. The summer premiere of The Fosters. The promos really make the show seem more dramatic than it is. (laughs) (laughs) I'm always like... Oh, yes, it is all that, but but we ground it and it's, we spread it out. It's well, but always, season five stars really? like that, and then it's like, yes. oh, okay, you yeah. know, we're gonna have a fight over cereal. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's it's, it's a That's good true. mix. That's true. But it's a good mix of everything, and and I love the show. Thank you. As part of the LGBT community, I'm so proud of of what you're doing for us. Um, it's very special, and the people that you touch, and the emails we got. Thank you to our listeners for sending in the emails. By the way, your story is our story. All right, speaking of stories. We do a little thing here called rapid fire. Mm. You just have to answer boom, boom, boom. Okay. Who wants to go first? Peter or Stint? 
Peter. Okay. All right, fine. <laughs> I want to get it over with. If I think too much, it won't be rapid. What would the name of your biography be? Uh, Crazy Like Me, the Peter Page story. Oh, I love it. Um, if you could kill... Actually, I lied. I had a rewrite on that. It's, it's, I have a few notes. The Peter Page story. <laughs> That's hot. That's a game I play with my friends. If you could kill, marry, or sleep with any queer's folk character who you are now, not back then, now, who would that be? I would marry, uh, I would marry Drew. I would sleep with uh, that porn star with the giant schlong yeah. and I would kill George Schickel's wife. Oh. oh. That was such a PC comment. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> One film role that you wish that you had created. It could be male or female from any era. Um, I wish uh, I wish that I this is not a film role exactly but I wish that Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime had been around when I was a young actor oh. I would have destroyed that part it's such a beautiful it's such an extraordinary play it's so fantastic oh it's at the it's at uh, the, the Amundsen, Amundsen right now everybody yeah. go see run it. yep yeah. I'll walk okay. <laughs> <laughs> the most embarrassing song on your playlist there, it's nothing but embarrassing so right now I'm Bad Liar is in is in heavy rotation right now alright Selena Gomez. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's my SOS song of the summer. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was an SOS no. for life. No, no, no. no. But song it's of the summer. summer. Okay. Yeah. You're a binge food. Uh, it you, it was sugar for a thousand years. I gave up sugar entirely about a year and a half ago, and uh, so now now my now my binge food is Lily's stevia uh, sweetened chocolate. Hmm. All right. All right. Stan Zimmerman. Oh no, grapes. <laughs> <laughs> For all of the answers. For all the answers. <laughs> yes. I love grapes. I'm obsessed with them now. If you had, and I don't eat sugar either, so maybe there's a theme here. Mm. There you go. I give up all desserts. Like over sugar is keeping me alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so you know. Okay. <laughs> if you had to live with a Golden Girl character for one year, day after day, who would it be? Not the actress, the actual oh. character. Uh, uh, um, it's hard because I love Estelle, but probably Blanche. Oh yes, I think yes. she'd be a lot of fun. Come on, she'd I think bring you would just watch guys the in and out. Maybe yeah. I'd get some leftovers. <laughs> yeah, wow. Uh, what is the most overrated TV show in history? Oh Jesus oh, Christ! Yeah. I can't do that one. That's a risky yeah. one. Um, <laughs> um, something super old. Something no super old. They will never know. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Ed. I don't know. I, that was revolutionary. Yeah. Uh, Stan, <laughs> hate, talk, Stan hates horses. Yeah. <laughs> they scare me. Yeah. Your celebrity crush? Brad Pitt. That was real fast. Yeah, that was quick. <laughs> that was <laughs> too quick. Rapid. He's single, right? What is your guilty pleasure? Besides grapes? Um, <laughs> guilty pleasure... Help me out here. You appear to be masturbating. I am <laughs> the table. Yeah. Spunk so, There you go. Send me Silver a case. Silver foxes will yeah, be yeah, made. Yeah, yeah. Send me a case right now. Public. That's my answer. Spunkaloo. <laughs> Public masturbation. <laughs> All right, you guys. This has been another fun episode of On the Rocks. Um, let's go around the room and tell our listeners where they can find you. Watch the Fosters. It started out with a bang and it just keeps going. Uh, Peter Page, tell us where our listeners can find you. Uh, the easiest way is at Twitter. I am at the Peter Page dot. No, just at the Peter Page. It's, there's no dot com That's in Twitter. I'm an old, old man. <laughs> <laughs> the Twitter. Your, your <laughs> Instagrams. The Twitter. Your Instagrams. Interesting. That's not my Instagram. Oh, it's not. It says the official. Ooh. 
Oh. Mm-hmm. It is not my There was like a picture of pancakes. I thought it was real. That's because this is official. <laughs> yes. <laughs> nope. That's not me. Okay. ZimmermanStand.com. Everywhere. Even on Twitter? Everywhere. <laughs> Um, on uh, Facebook and Twitter, it's Steven Daler. And then on Instagram, it's The Only Steven. Uh, Facebook, Michael Vega. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, Michael Vega, act, ACT. Awesome. Twitter, Instagram, On The Rocks, on air. Uh, send me an email, info at On The Rocks Radio Show. Tony, thank you so much. And for our guest here, yeah. first time visitors, Mama Rose. God, we need to call you an Uber. <laughs> thank you, everybody. We'll see you next Tuesday. Thank Sasa. you so much. Thank you. This has been On the Rocks with Alexander every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on Universal Broadcasting Network. Find me on Facebook on On the Rocks Radio Show. Tweet me or Instagram me at On the Rocks On Air. See you next Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs>